Hello. Hello. Yay. We're all here. Hail, hail. Gang's all here. Right, we need to get going because I've still got to get up for it. Can you put in the show notes to the podcast, Duke played a load of new games? I have no idea what those games were. Wow, you just put that. I need to... I need to keep better notes during the year so I can do this look back stuff more easily. Oh, sometimes I do that if I can't be asked. <laughs> so sometimes I do that. It's true. When did I finish? Um, it depends how much time I've got to do the show notes, which doesn't. And then sometimes I think nobody ever reads them anyway. So what's oh, the point? I know what you mean. So I don't tend to. I don't always. And then lately I've just been listing everything we've all played. Which Chinny has been very kindly documenting, so that's made it better and easier. What? You documenting what we've all played as we're doing the show, so that's that always makes things easy. Uh, I finished Super Meat Boy in 2013. It, um, you can't have that in. Nope. That's cheating. Cheating. Never mind. Are we ready? Yeah, of course we're ready. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's free to join apart from the one off joining fee of 40 pounds. And then. Hey, what's up? God, I always I, I should have known, shouldn't I? Shouldn't. Anyway, hello and welcome to show 260 of the Veteran Gamers. What I should have done was gone 260. I could have said 200 mm. because we're sexy. No. no, don't say that. No. I thought it would have worked. It could have worked. Couldn't it? No, it wouldn't work. Yeah, spells. Spells. Uh, how is everyone? Yeah, good. Happy New Year, Year all. Duke and Chinny. All right, I got the speak pipe. Oh, you got to <laughs> Finally. Good, good, good. That's always good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Happy New Year, all. Yeah, there you Happy go. New Year. It's 2015, baby. Yep, 2015. So has anyone managed to still write 2014 by mistake on oh, something? I don't really write the date ever, so... We'll see what happens when I get into the school, because that's the only time I really write the date is when I write it on the board. Ah, uh, you see. You'll have to watch out for that. The kids will be on you in a flash. No, they won't. They're, that's the crazy thing. Sometimes when I write something wrong, like I'll spell a word wrong on the board, and then like fifth hour, someone will be like, hey, you spelled that word wrong. I'm like, why didn't anyone else say anything? People don't even read what I put on the board. These kids, I swear. These kids swear, I tell, swear it, you swear it how it is. Tell us how it is. You tell That's it. That's how it is. I've already told you. There you go. Uh, um, pay attention to me. New Year's resolutions, anyone made any? Yes, I actually did make a New Year's resolution this year. My resolution for 2015 is to stop using arbitrary times of measurement in order to make needed improvements in my life. Okay. <laughs> should be... Your New Year's resolution should be to use less bigger words. Yes, you yes, yes, Wait, the Duchess made a resolution. What is it? 
Oh yeah, that's right. She's gonna wear her Hello Kitty wristband more. Okay, that's it. That's an easy, <laughs> easy one to complete. I reckon. Video game. What are you playing, Duchess? What's it called? This is great. This is just great podcast. Playing this is... some polygon nerd game. Uh, it's a polygon it's... nerd. Oh, game. Okay, nerd. Moving on. Who cares? Just playing some social justice video game. What a nerd. <laughs> Weird. Just sounds weird. Um, I've I've made a New Year's resolution, kind of. Yeah, how was that? Kind of. Uh, I'm not going to drink any alcohol until at least Feb. I'm going to have a, a month off alcohol. Yeah, huh? I'm going to become chinny for a month. Well, you're not going to drink for a month. That's very different from becoming chinny. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I could stretch myself out a bit as well. You know, make myself a bit tall. Drone. You know, suddenly. Yeah. An insouciant wit. That's right. That's all and, I am. and that's all I am. Just a, the person that doesn't drink with a drone. Is this? Here, this wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no, 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 Chinny, shush. I can find out whether this <laughs> is actually like Chinny now or not. All right, you ready? Okay, go, go. Yeah, I'm ready. Diarrhea poop. See, you're not laughing. Don't funny. lie. You know you're laughing. Not even funny. It's not even yeah, funny. Yeah, whatever. You had to mute your mic because you were laughing. It's not funny. <laughs> I don't know. Why is that funny? Really? Why is that funny? Jesus Christ. Well, he's committed anyway to trying to be like Chenny. We'll see if. There you go, you see? There you go. <laughs> see what I'm saying? Yes, I see what you're saying. <laughs> see what I'm saying? So, yes, I'm, I'm not going to. Because obviously, you know, after Christmas and New Year, you get a bit fat, don't you? Well, I'm always fat. No, I, well, I realize that, dude, that you're a bit of a bloater and all, yes. right? But, <laughs> but, but it's true, is it? It's true. Like, you, you stuff your face. For December, and then you've got a bit of a belly in January. Life's too short to not eat good food. And don't get me wrong, I know it's good to have a bit of cushion with a pushing, right? But sometimes you got to better get rid of a bit of the cushion. Eh. That makes kind of I'm, any work, sense. I'm, I'm trying to exercise in order to be healthy. True, true. I am true. Have been exercising quite regularly lately. Are you what? What, what exercising? Are you, are you doing star jumps? I'm doing sit ups. I'm doing weightlifting, and I'm riding the exercise bike. He doesn't sound super fit and healthy, no, and no, then you no, see no, a no, no. of it. I am going, super oh. fit and healthy. No, you sound super fit and healthy. I said, oh, oh, it's not that you I'm actually are. Doing some work that will hopefully someday get me fit and healthy. So, so let me ask you: Are you eating less calories no, as well? You definitely know? not. That's the next step, which, you know, hey, one step at a time, right? I have switched to drinking mostly water. Oh, that's good. That's good. I do it. Yeah. All right. Nobody cares about this. Moving on. Let's talk about people care. Chinny, what about about you? Whinging about Uh, podcasts. Well, sure, sure. Let's see what Chinny has to say as well. Go ahead, I'm gonna. I was just thinking. I thought of a gaming one. Oh yeah, I've got like a sort of a gaming one. Um, okay. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm gonna try and um, play new, newer games. Newer games. See, that's a good be, one. Be a, bit more, be a bit. Be a bit more current because I am not an immediate adopter. There is a, there is a chart that has been scientifically. Um, I don't know. How do you do things scientific? Look, studied, studied. It's been right. studied and made. It's been, made. Clever people have developed this shit out, right? Yeah. And you got yeah. this graph, and it sort of looks like a boob lying down, right? 
And <laughs> some people call it a bell curve, but you know, boob lying down works too. Yeah, a bell, yeah. bell curve or a boob lying down with no nipple, <laughs> like, like a old boob, not. Not like a round boob, like a sort sometimes, of kicky up boob. Sometimes a boob poking up. Yeah. Sometimes a boob poking right. up. Right. Yeah, a boob poking up. So, uh, but a bit more rounded. Anyway, um, and, and you've got your early adopters, which I think Stuart is. You know what I mean? He's like, psh, there, it's bang. Very much so. Well, no, to, to be honest, actually, no, it's, it's split up into four quadrants. And the early adopters wouldn't be stupid because those are the people that are queuing outside of, you know, like, to get the well, iPhone and all that sort of stuff. Those are those. Stu, how, Stu, how, yeah. how long so, did it you take for you to get a PS4? Uh, Christmas. So it's about two or three months after it really. So, yeah. So he falls into the sort of like somebody. Somebody has to buy it first before Stu has to buy it. You know what right. I mean? Like somebody has to get it, and then and then you get the upward bell curve where people like me who will buy something sort of what when it's on the uprise. You know what I mean? When like the Xbox One this year, I bought one because okay, this is the time to buy one. You know, it's cheaper and all that sort of shit. And then you get people like Duke who will buy one <laughs> when it's all. Or, when, when he finds one, when, when no, when got, he finds one cheap on a flea market, when it's got dust on it, right? That's when Duke's like, yeah, you know, what, I'm yeah. sort of interested there. Um, and I can so we represent sale for fifty dollars. If we, that's we what I just said. Uh, cheap. Three of the four quadrants on this show, right? And and, and I think that I need. And if there's to anybody be a listening who's the super early adopters, go away. We don't want to talk to you. You're annoying. <laughs> And also, I've got a lot of products that I can sell to you. No, yeah. I, uh, I I feel like I need to shift over a little bit into Stu's, just because I want to be... I was looking at the games that I played this year, and I've played a lot of games that came out this year. But you know what I've played a lot of? I've played a lot of games that came out the year before. So I'm always playing catch-up, and I feel like I want to not play catch-up sometimes and, and be like on the... I'm like, I've played that game that people are talking about. Yeah, there you go. At some point in my life, but not yet. Yeah, I think that Duke. I think I, you know, I, I'm going to catch up, right? I'm going to catch up, but I never do, right? <laughs> I just never get up. So I'm just like, ah, screw it. Meh. But yeah, I guess. But that's a, that's a problem with games in general because there's not many release within a 12 month period that. You kind of, or if if you wanted to play and complete every game, which is what you are, Chini, you're a completionist, are you? You want to complete yeah. those games. Yeah. Um. You're you're always going to be playing catch up, aren't you? Because you you're too busy trying to complete the games. But here's what I don't get. Look, this is the question I have because it always happens this time of the year, right? Everybody does these top lists, and you know we get the best albums of the year and best books of the year and best games of the year. Why is it do, that we look so carefully at this twelve month cycle? Why is the year the marker of? I mean, why don't we do best games of the month? You know, I guess, but that, there's no to an extent do it, or why not every two years? Because to an extent, I mean, this year is kind of an important one because it's the first year of like the new generation, isn't it? Of like why a full it's year. Important that we talk about the games that came out this year. Why not every six months? I mean, you know what I'm saying? It's arbitrary. My point is that it's arbitrary. And I've thought about being more like what Chinny's talking about, try to keep up more current and play more games. You know, even games that, you know, I I haven't played Black Flag yet, right? Tomb Raider. I mentioned this on my little comment last week. Yep. My point is, I'm not, I don't really think it's important for people to be, you know, fixated on the stuff that came out this year. If it came out December 2013, shut up. We don't want to talk about it. Well, that's just silly. No, it's not that they all want to talk about it. Of course they do, but it's, it's we talked about that last year. <laughs> but what if I didn't play it in December of 2013? Then I can't talk about it 
during the 2013 year in review, and I can't talk about it in 2014. No, because, because to be fair, when I sent the email to you, I said, you know, just games you've completed this year, it doesn't matter whether they came out in 2014 or not. I said that. Stu, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about the way our society generally looks at I guess. stuff. I guess. And for me, you know, when I talk to people about, you know, when we talk about movies, very few of us think, like, oh, the best movie of this year. Instead, we talk about, here's what we watched this weekend or whatever. Like, for me, that's the more interesting thing, you know? But and the, that's there are the people that do I... that, though, Duke. There are people that do that. They have, well, they're in the and same world as we are. Yeah. They make podcasts about films and stuff, and they're in the same yeah. world as we are. Like, the best films of this year. And it's just like, right. for us, that's just like, oh, I don't care. I just watch and films when way, I watch films. I don't know. Right. And in a way, the, the, the thing that kind of annoys me a little bit is that I feel like it's doing what the industry wants us to do, which is like fixate on uh, you know the movies that came out in this calendar year or the last 12 months or whatever it is. And in, what's interesting to me is not that industry stuff. Uh, it, what's interesting to me is the person's experience with games. So that's why some podcasts – I get more into than others because you know some podcasts are like here's what's going on in the industry and other podcasts are here's how, here's what i played and here's what i thought about it like that's the stuff that really interests me so whatever yeah of course it is but i mean to an extent that's like when you're doing your year in review you know and talking about stuff we've played over the last 12 months uh-huh. there, there could be things that people haven't played and they go oh yeah i never played that i yeah, might go and have a go at that yeah absolutely and that's why i think it's good that we are talking about the stuff we've played this year not necessarily just the stuff that came out this year so. yeah but to be fair most of my list is what came out this year well that's because you're <laughs> <a doctor. laughs> yeah because you're, you're on, the, on the on the second quarter uh, quadrant of the of the bell curve aren't you? you're on the yeah, that's right and to be fair i have no ps3 anymore no xbox so most of the stuff i couldn't have played that came out from previous well, years because i got rid of everything but you have a pc that's fancy and new i do i do but <laughs> But the vast majority of stuff I play on those this year. You look at disgust. You know, you've never been to GOG.com probably, huh? I have. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah, I have. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> don't, be, don't be so judgmental, Duke. I'm not being judgmental. I just, I'm telling you the way I see it. Maybe I'm wrong. When no, no opinions are wrong. They're just opinions. Well, I think that's wrong. <laughs> get it? So, what I did? I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Um, so what I thought we'd do to start off with is just talk about kind of events that happened this year to begin with, to begin with, you know, rather than just go straight into the games we've played. Let's talk about some stuff that... Are trying to bore Duke? Is that what you're trying it's, to do? I, I am. I am. Boko Haram kidnapping. Are you ready? Are you ready? The, the non-acquittal of Darren Wilson, that was a big event. No, events in video games. Uh, uh, we, don't, we don't care about nothing else, man. What's the matter with you? I get it. Are you serious? Do you get it? About video games? I know y'all were missing so, sound effects last week. So first thing I'd like to talk about is April the 12th to the 13th, uh, the Midwest Gaming Classic 2014. Hey, Midwest Gaming Classic. I was going to talk about that when I got to my thing, but now I'm going to talk about it now. So for those who don't know, there's an awesome video on YouTube about this. I'm sure if you just type in video games into YouTube, it'll come right up. Um, so Sean Anderson contacted me. We've been meaning to hang out for a long time. And we've always had, you know, he's going to come up and I was going to go down or whatever. It was going to be stuff. And then uh, finally we made it happen at the Midwest Gaming Classic, which is this event that happens near Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And uh, next year, I think Seth, I guess it's this year, Seth McNitt needs to come too because he lives in Wisconsin. So he should come and hang out. No and, excuses. Yeah, I know, right? Anybody else in Wisconsin, you got to talk to us about the Midwest Gaming Classic. You can come and hang out and we can have a meetup. 
Um, yeah, so I went there and uh, played a lot. It was a really cool event. Like, you paid 20 bucks to get in, and then you play all the classic video games you can play, and they had a lot of good stuff, and we made a cool video. And, uh, in fact, at the end of the video, I don't know if people remember this, but um, I we made it look like I got kicked out. And then one of the people who organized it sent us an email saying, hey, did you actually get kicked out? I'm really sorry. I, I, I talked to one of the – and it turns out he thought it was real, so – he did. Him. He did. It was it, it was convincing. It was con- good acting. We did was, such a good job making that on. video. Sean is such a good director that, um, yeah, it fooled even the people who made the thing. And and let's not forget, let's not forget, it was the first time you were amazed by the Oculus Rift. No, I was the first time I I was never amazed by the Oculus Rift. I was amazed. What how stupid it was. What? What do you mean? Do you not remember the video? You need to watch it again, my friend. I was being sarcastic, you idiot. Oh, I Of course, it. I know you weren't bothered. Here, wait, here. Uh, Here's a thing I can play. Is it a joke? Yep. That's pretty good. There you go, you see? It was a joke. Um, but yes, yes. What, was it, what was the highlight of the, of the day, though? Do you remember well, any highlights? Seeing Sean and hanging out, that was the highlight. In terms of gaming, I would say... Um, I don't even remember. I think I beat a couple people on Street Fighter 2, so that was fun. Because, I, you know, I used to be really good at that game, and it's been a long time, so I'm not that good anymore. But um, back in the day, I had a good time with that game, and uh, yeah, it was good. Uh, and and just slightly earlier than that, on the 28th to the 30th of March, uh, Chini and I went to Rezd. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We did. We did. And uh, we met loads. I went for day for the both days, and Chidi came on day two. No, I came on the Sunday, yeah, because I was working on Saturday. That's right, That's right you were working on the Saturday. Um, but but we met loads of people, didn't we? we met SLH was there, and Bongo. Bongo, did Bongo come or not? I don't think he did, did he? Yeah, he, he, he took his son, didn't he? Oh, God, he did. Of course he did, yeah, because we went for an Indian. So the, That's right. Yep, so Bongo came, and who else did we have there? We had, I'm trying to think who else came, uh, Chris MJW, of course, Rob was there, uh, I can't remember now, seems so long ago. Whoever long was there, ago. get in touch and remind us about you being there. Yeah, remind us, remind us who was there. We don't remember you. We don't remember anything that far back. Um, but what was cool, uh, one of the coolest things to me, uh, it was just like the kind of the meeting people, and we had such a good load of fun uh, when we were out in uh, Birmingham that night. Oh, we met John Mouse, of course. Uh, John was there. And the Birmingham crew. Yeah, and we went and had an Indian, and we sort of had lots of drinks and stuff, and Chris MJW slept on the floor of my bedroom, which was kind of funny. Was this the one where they made the video for me? Was that yes? Oh, that was yeah. awesome! That was my favorite thing ever. That was when the, yeah, that was Bongo made the video for you. That's so funny. I've forgotten all about that. But yeah, it was, uh, the funniest thing that, that I remember was Chris sleeping on my bedroom floor, and it was a big double bed. I'm like, look, Chris, just get in the bed. You know, I'm I'm fine. I don't think you're gonna stick your willy up me bum or anything in there. I'm not worried. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not. I don't think there's going to be like you know a hand between two pillows or anything like that. Just, just why is, get in why the bed. is that the first place you go? You know, what, what is that? Because he's not like you, Chinny. He's Stu. Ah, proved your there you wrong, go. Stu. There you go. So I said, look, I'm not bothered, you know, do whatever. But he insisted on sleeping on the floor uh, with just his coat as a blanket, right? And I was like, you're going to be freezing. He's like, no, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. Uh, and anyway, when I woke up in the morning, he was on a bed. 
it was actually on a single bed. I'm like, where do you get the bed from? And he's like, oh, I just happened to sort of wake up in the night and I looked under the bed and realised there was another bed underneath your bed. So he kind of pulled that out and used it as a bed. So so he sort of did all right in the end, bless him. Uh, but he got a free night away. There you go. And he bought me breakfast. He bought me breakfast in the morning uh, to say thank you for letting him share my room with me. So, yeah, so fun times were had by all. But uh, the one game I remember playing there, yeah, the one game I remember playing there was Alien Isolation. Yeah, and you loved it. You were so excited. I did. I played it. I I played it as well, didn't I? I played it. You did. You did. And I was like, oh, it's going to be amazing. And that sign said hello to me. Hello, Jack. I'm a sign outside the NEC. I wish you had been here. That's just brilliant. Beautiful. Kind of forgot how funny it was. And he got loads of random people just to say, oh, Duke, yeah. I'm sorry you're not here. That's right. <laughs> oh, so brilliant. Um, so, yeah, it was it was sort of loads of fun. And we played Alien Isolation. And I was dead excited for it. And it kind of ended up being one of my disappointments of the year, I suppose. I was a bit like, it was it was just, oh, it just wasn't great. And a lot of people still think that game is good, right? And, and fair play to you if you really enjoyed it. But, but you're wrong. But you're wrong, because the AI was really terrible. Uh, the alien AI was great, but the, the incidental sort of enemies were, were a bit pants. And there was just some stuff that just bugged me. The fact, like, right at the beginning, you killed people with guns, but you couldn't pick the gun up to defend yourself. Rather, you'd just run and hide instead. Uh, and just tons of bits that just didn't make sense, which kind of just, I guess, bugged me a little bit. But I don't know. It wasn't my kind of thing. So that was Rezzed, and we had loads of fun in Rezzed, yes. as, as we do. We're not, we're not going this year. Why we, we couldn't kind of, nah. Because we, nah, I couldn't be bothered. It's in London, and it's too far. It's in, it's in, it's in London, which is a big piss-up, and it ain't that great a show. No, yeah. it was all right. If, if it's close by, it's not too terrible. All right. But it's too far. <laughs> you put that on the poster. Come to Rezzed. It's not too terrible. Yeah, it's not too terrible. It'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, what else happened? I'll have to try to look what else happened. Uh, well, nothing, not a lot, really. Yeah, up that was the all that happened in 2015. Yeah. EGX London. Podcasts. Yeah, EGX London, we went there. Oh, yeah. That's what we that. worth going to London for, then. Yes, that's definitely. But we don't have to do this year. We're going to Birmingham instead, so that'll yeah. be fun. The Birmingham crew. The Birmingham crew. <laughs> there you go. Who's so there? we're going to Birmingham. I don't and know. and hopefully, hopefully, all being well, Ginny will have purchased a house by then, uh, so I can stop there for free. Yes. It'd be great. Yes, should I will have yeah. a house. I need to buy a house. I don't know. You, I have to go to the house shop. And I the say, house, house shop. please. And then there you go. I don't know. I think they're about a hundred quid, aren't they, or something? I don't know how much they are. A hundred quid, and that'll probably cover it. In Detroit, yes. <laughs> there, there are areas. There are areas where they sell houses for a pound, but you have to stay in it for like five years or something. And it has, it's a haunted house. No, it, uh, it's no. usually, to be honest, if it was haunted, that would be better. But it's usually in like some crack den somewhere. Ooh, crack dens tend to be haunted, actually. Is that true? Is that because <laughs> yeah, people die there? They're haunted by the spirits of the crack rocks that have been smoked in it. Brilliant. <laughs> Aren't you glad I'm paying attention this week and not playing Minecraft? I know, it's amazing. I know, right? It's Although I do have um, a good idea for something in Minecraft. So what do you remember about what do you remember about EGX then, Ginny? What stands oh, out? I, you talking to me. I remember my free lunch. Actually I'm gonna get oh, the uh, why did you get a free lunch, Chinny? 
Yeah, why did you get a free lunch? I got a free lunch because I said when Watch Dogs is released, if you have no problems on the PC playing it, I will officially say that PC gaming is not dumb and you're great. But then you (laughs) downloaded the game and it, it done goofed up. Not done good, right? No, that's not strictly true, right? No, no, right, no, 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 no. Let's just get this straight right. here, right? It's because Ubisoft sucks. That's that's why. Yeah, it wasn't my PC. It's no, Ubisoft. No, 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 no. Stop, that sucks. Stop. This wasn't a question what? about that. Ubisoft. If it were a question about Ubisoft, you would have said, "Oh, if it were a different game, I would say yes. I would take that bet." This is a question about the way in which PC gaming you present it as this amazing thing that's always beautiful and works it perfectly. Is. It's beautiful. Then why did Chini get a free lunch? Because Ubisoft sucks. I've just told you that. You're not listening. It's about Ubisoft. <sighs> Ubisoft sucks, sucks, sucky sucks. That's what they do. They suck. And to be fair, right, we can we can actually officially say they suck because they've had an equal amount of great and well, terrible games out this Ubisoft year. Ubisoft makes great games. They just had some glitching problems. They're pushing this product too fast. They're not doing enough quality assurance. Well, that is true, but then, the, you know, and that's kind of one of the other big things about this year, isn't it? They shouldn't be sending out those games not working. Well, I agree with that, but that doesn't mean the company's crap. And if you're so, whatever, you just made a bad bet, that's all. I did make a bad bet, and, and hence I had to buy him lunch, yep. uh, which, you, was, which, which hurt. You it hurt, obligations, and that's You told the truth. You didn't try to weasel out of things, which is good. I respect that. I never try and weasel out. I always say, you know, that I believe in being honest. Marge, don't dissuade the boy. Weaseling out of things is important for him to learn. It's what separates us from the animals. Well, except for the weasel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was at a pornography store. <laughs> I was, a pornography. was buying pornography. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, and, anyway, that being said, we had, we had loads of fun at EGX. And again, Bongo was there. Uh, with his I've got the video of EGX up. And in fact, while I'm talking right now, is the restaurant that you bought me the burger, and that I'm sure I filmed the burger in a sec. There's well, me. my hair's uh, my hair's much longer. My hair's much longer now than it was then. But there you go. Hey, and so, and by the way, my my hair is much longer now as well. And my hair is shorter. No one cares about your hair. No, no one cares about your hair. You think I'm Jesus? Well, my hair's Hell cool. Yeah. So you say. I have 22,000 people watching my hair grow on my YouTube video. Uh-huh. Suck it. Too, right? Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Suck it. Yeah. Can you not think of something original? You've already done that once. That's I haven't, I'm not doing it again. I'm just saying uh, that old video that I made, it's got 22,000 views. And everybody, now and again, I'll, I'll get a comment on it going, cut it. Don't cut it. You look like a twat. You look like the, from, the guitarist from Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Have you have you seen, by the way, what our most viewed YouTube video is on veteran gamers now? Yeah, it's the the Hotline Miami one. It is. It's unbelievable. We keep yeah. every every sort of about once a month we get another comment of someone yeah. going, "You I, I, you I, lot I, suck. I, you talk shit." Yeah. <laughs> Everybody disagrees with Duke. He's like, oh, I, "I think that American guy is ridiculous." I'm like, well, shut up. It's it's the it's it's the clip where we talk about the uh, Hotline oh, Miami yeah, rape right. scene. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody basically disagrees with you, saying like that that, that American guy's stupid and wrong and stupid. Yeah. I get that a lot. <laughs> yeah, don't worry, it's true. It's true. <laughs> oh, God. Anyway, so yeah, we had fun, tons of fun at EGX. We we finally made Antonio uh, wear his Naruto costume. 
Uh, yeah. So we got to see finally as Naruto. There's Antonio uh, there. He's on the video right now. He's on the video. Oh my god! Uh, so we've only been waiting what f- sort of five years to see this. It's been a long yeah. time. You know, every year he says he's coming as cosplay as Naruto, and finally he did it. So you know, fair props to him. Uh, oh, there's Chris's gaming biscuits. Oh my god, they were good. Mm. Yeah, the gaming yeah. biscuits. Um, I told my wife, who, who obviously likes to bake as well, and now she's like, I'm going to make you something next year. You know, it's a, yeah. There's, there's going to be competition, baby. She's into it now. She's like, oh, I'm making gaming biscuits. So uh, women, I tell you what they like. I tell you, always wanting to be the best. I tell you, not like us blokes. We're happy just to sort of take part, are we? You know what I mean? No. Yeah, no. Part, like, that couldn't you know. be more wrong. I don't know what you're talking. About. It's true. No, it's really not. It's true. Well, uh, uh, sad things that happened this year. Sad things. Uh, what happened? The Irrational Games closed down, didn't it? We put out yeah, a lot of podcasts. Did. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was kind of sad. It's kind of sad. They've been around a long, long time, haven't they? And to be fair, um, you know, Bioshock, when it originally came out, and, and still is one of those amazing gaming moments. You know, the first time I played that game, I was like, oh my God, what is this? Yeah, I think that game changed a lot of things in video gaming. Yeah, I remember. What I remember the most about um, about Bioshock was uh, when Ken Levine was talking about it for the first time somewhere. He was doing like an interview, and he was talking about the game, and he said, and I'm not sure this is true. I'm not sure this is true. But he, he said the AI is so intelligent that it kind of just does its own random stuff, and we don't know what it's going to do. And he said, you know, we started up the game, and we hadn't actually started doing the demo and the splicer came in and killed the character while he was stood waiting to start the demo without realising. He said because obviously it was just quite random and we didn't know it was going to happen. And, and I think that's what made it kind of cool and that that demo was one of the best and probably still is one of the best demos for any game ever. I don't think I played that demo. Because it, it was the first part of the game up to the point where you get locked in the room. Yeah. No, the, bio, uh, the, the original Bioshock demo. Yeah, the original Bioshock demo. Oh yeah, that was that was Remember a when wicked came out demo. That was, wasn't it, mate? It was. It was amazing. It just it just made you want to find out what the hell happens next, you know. And and one of the other things I always remember about the original Bioshock uh, to this day was the first time you fought a big daddy, and you had no idea what was about to happen, you know. The first, because obviously it was kind of interesting having like a boss character that didn't really attack you unless you attacked it. Yes. You know, I was unusual in a game. You know, if you kept your distance, it wouldn't really bother you. You know, it would just sort of go about doing its thing. Just like the giant <coughs> in Skyrim. <coughs> excuse oh, oh, God. Excuse me. You're okay. Sure, you're going to die. <laughs> no, I'm not. I've, um, I've had the man flu for a few days, so, yeah. Oh. So I'm going to die, there. Sorry, I thought you were going to die, it's which okay. means you can be careful what you wish for sometimes. I know, yeah, I've got something to drink, so I should be fine. I should be fine. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't die on it, hopefully. Something to drink? I thought you weren't doing that this month. <laughs> no, Coke. I've just got some Coke. Nothing alcoholic. Oh, so no alcohol, but you're going to snort cocaine. Yeah, exactly. Jeez. Inappropriate. Yeah. Your children Gosh. listen to this. Ah, that's better. The hell was that noise? That was me drinking. You drink weird. <laughs> How do I drink weird? That is funny. Tara wife says that I drink weird. She says you drink like you're in pain. I don't know what that means. Do you do this? But anyway, but anyway, there is a point that I'm getting. To. 
<laughs> All right. Anyway, there's a point. I'm getting to a point. I'm getting to a point. So, um, yeah, Bioshock. Not only on about Bioshock 1. I know. Bioshock was amazing, right? Yeah, and it had an amazing demo. This. But what I was going to say is, it's sad. bringing it back to 2014, right. 2014, can you remember any moments like that in gaming this year where... You had a demo which right. was absolutely blew you away. I don't remember any demos at all this he, year. Were there or even a game that blew you away? What? PT, anyone? PT? Didn't that blow oh, yeah, everyone away? Count, I guess. PT I, was good, but it, it 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 wasn't that. I think I think the problem is back then when they had the three sixteen, they were just kind of finding the feet. It was kind of amazing because it was sort of suddenly like, oh my god, this is like running on this console and it's not on a PC and it looks amazing. And I think now we kind of just take it for granted. That stuff's going to just look amazing anyway. Well, and I think that's what makes gaming difficult. The experience. Yeah, I guess, but, but what I'm trying to say is though, we we sort of back then... Because it, you know, when it when the sort of 360 was new and the PS3 was new, like stuff looked completely different to the previous generation. Whereas now, it looks similar, but it just runs well. Right. Supposedly, should run I think better. That, you know, I've said this before that you know we've reached a point where technical innovation really can't. You know, there are always ways to innovate and make new creative things, but it's you know, look, once painting got to the level of photorealism painters and artists had to try to do new things and that's where surrealism came in and whatnot so you know it became um i think video games might need to do that you know the most interesting video games recently have not been the games that are uh, you know with some exceptions uh, they're not you know it's the standard that a game will look just gorgeous and you'll have sunsets and you know gta 5 looks beautiful and you know assassin's creed looks beautiful and all these games look beautiful the most interesting visual impressions that games have limbo is one of the most visually interesting games in the last five years and that's freaking black and white true a 2d black and white game so you know I was going to say, yeah, like, yeah, one yeah. of the most popular games this year was uh, Shovel, Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight was a very popular game. That that looked like a Super Nintendo game. Yeah, it does. So. Which, yeah, and I think, I think that's also sort of this retro classic aesthetic, but yeah. that's just me. Retro is a new sort of video game, isn't it? I can't stand no. retro games. I, I say that as I realize Minecraft is my game of choice these days. So, okay. Exactly. Blocks. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, blocks. By the way, I gave Terraria a go this week. Oh yeah, and oh yeah, it was free. Well, it wasn't free, but it was very cheap on the iPad. So I was like, oh, I'll buy it. Apart from the one-off joining fee of forty pounds, and so I was like, I don't know. I'll give it a whirl. You never know; it might be good. Saber. I know. Yeah, that's not me. I don't know because I can hear it as well. Um, yeah. So it's all right. It was a bit fiddly. You know what I mean? It was a bit fiddly on the on the on the iPad to to do stuff. The blocks are too small on Terraria. That's my problem. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's how, because it says right on the tutorial. It says um, uh, build build a house uh, six high by ten wide. Right. Well, I had no idea when I built ten blocks, and it was hard to sort of put them in the right place. You know, like like precisely. You just ended up putting loads down. I was like, oh, it's much bigger than what it said. But it'll do. It's it's big enough, you know. It's bigger, but it's it's, it's bigger, so it should be fine. Um, 
And also, I broke through. I was like, oh, I'm trying stuff out here. So I got the, the pickaxe and I was like digging through the floor and there's all this ore, right? So I'm collecting all this ore. And then a bit further into the tutorial, it says, go and dig the ore out. And I'm like, I've already done that. And then it wouldn't carry on with the tutorial because I'd already done it. Yeah, that's a bit... So I was like... So I was like, all right. So I had to restart the tutorial again to and do it in the order that it told me because otherwise it wouldn't do it. It was fiddly. Oh, you, you fiddly, can't fiddly. That, that. Come on. Uh, it, it, you can also remember that 2014 was the year of the tiddly, that the tiddly was invented. Yes, it was. They're tiddly. <laughs> the tiddly was invented. It is true. Are any words that now sound like tiddly are included? <laughs> fiddly. Yes. Fiddly. Widdly. I don't know. I can't think Italy. of any more. Fair. Italy. Yeah. Italy. 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 Going to Italy. 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 <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah, I played a bit of Terraria this week. Well, that was okay. Um, should I play that theme song? What you been playing? Oh wait, no, we're not. No, we're not. Uh, I mean, I just chucked it in because I was sort of thinking about it and Minecraft and all that jive. So <laughs> just talk about oh, what we're thinking about. Just what I was thinking <laughs> about. Oh, I'm having yeah. shepherd's pie for me tea tomorrow night. Hey, Lovely. that reminds me. I have, right, uh, talk about? I have a story time. I got to tell you all about my favorite time. It's story time. Story, story, story time. It'll be quick. Don't worry. Um. New Beginnings Minecraft server. I made a new roller coaster there, too, actually. I'm going to put video up soon. Uh, this person comes to me at one point and says, hey, how you doing? Because, you know, it's not usually many people on that server. So I was just, you know, building stuff. And this person comes on and he goes, hey, how you doing? I was like, oh, I'm all right. How you doing? And he goes, I'm good. I, I need to tell you something. I was like, what? He goes, I love your sound clips. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, I listen the podcast. I joined this server two months ago because you were talking about it on the podcast. And... Um, then, uh, you know, but I've never seen you on here. So this is the first time seeing each other. How you doing? Meh. So it was really cool. So, um, I'll give a shout out to Wimpod, uh, on the new beginning server and, uh, yeah, what up? Ah, uh, there you go. Someone actually, when we were playing the other day, some, uh, one of my friends off the friends list joined in with Millie called Jamal with a big head. <laughs> uh, so, so I kind of liked his user, his username, you know, game attack. Um, but he was nice. He, he, he didn't sort of demolish anything. He, he was helping because Millie's obviously building this huge hotel thing she's in the middle of, and he was helping to build it. And and then for some reason he put a random pig pen in the corner of the hotel, uh, which Millie was fine with. She didn't she didn't seem particularly bothered that he was you know putting pigs in a hotel. Didn't you tell um, the story last week? Yeah, I think did. I might have done, but I can't remember. I can't remember since then. Uh, but I'm just saying Minecraft, is, like, it is funny, and I don't know whether he's a show listener, because he was someone I didn't know off my friends list. I didn't know who he was, really. You know, it was just someone who sent me a friend request. Ooh. You know, and you get Ooh, them quite a lot. Request from anyone, apparently. Who, who doesn't? No, uh, I'm saying you will accept friend requests. Oh, I do. Buddy. I kind of do. I just I, I can't afford to do that. I'd be a student. I can't have students on my friends list. Yeah, I suppose. So if you, I don't even know who these dudes are. Suck old bub. There you go. By the way, I'm eating. I'm eating a reindeer's head at the moment. It's quite tasty. Take very, that. Reindeer. Very professional. Yeah, I know. All right, I know. back to 2014. Yeah, 2014. So I'm trying to think what else happened. We had Gamergate thing, but we're not oh. going to talk about that because who cares? Um, what else happened in the news? Oh, a broken game. Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird happened. Oh yeah, Flappy Bird. Flappy Bird. 
Who could yeah. forget Flappy Bird? I stopped playing that because I was seriously getting addicted to playing it. I remember I sort of thinking. I really got addicted to it. I played it for about a week and I was like, all right, whatever. I am done. Yeah, yeah. but I, mean, I, I, I did. I, I remember sitting there one Saturday morning and playing for like two hours straight. Yeah, well. And then I got, I got to the point where I sat there and thought, what the canal am I doing? Yeah, so I was I just, playing it for I just, a while, but I would have carried on playing, but the people in the car that I was driving at the time was really pissed off. <laughs> that's funny it's good isn't it it's good joke it's good it's good it's good it's a good joke yes yes quite good so yes I gave I gave up in the end I went nah not playing it anymore and I just didn't I've never played it since so I've never had a, even had a remotely had a go and funnily enough actually talking of old games I played Super Hexagon this week again a bit when I was waiting for something and I nearly got to 100 seconds man I was on about 87 seconds <laughs> so it's so close. I'm like, one day I will get 100 seconds in, in mm. Super Hexagon. So close, man. God, I hate that game. I keep thinking every time I get past 60 seconds, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to... Oh. 2014. I know, I know. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I'll do it. Um, 2014, what else happened? Uh, like, like I said, we had loads of broken games. So that happened. Uh, so they all came Sales. out and didn't work properly. Uh, we had good sales, stuff sold, but the Xbox finally seemed to find its feet. No, I said good got Steam rid- sales. Yeah, good Steam. Well, I guess. I'm, I wasn't that bothered. Although I did buy The Forest. I finally picked up that. Yeah, we can play in co-op, apparently, so that'll be fun. I can't. Why not? Because it doesn't run on my computer. Haven't we been through this? Oh, yeah, you bought it before the sales, didn't you? Yes. Just, just didn't work. Um... Yeah, so so we had that. Yeah, Xbox got rid of the Kinect and sort of sold it standalone, and suddenly it started to turn around its sales fortunes, and Let's things started to work a lot better. When I say a piece of tech is stupid, you need to listen to me. Listen to Duke. Bam. He knows. He knows what he's talking about. Exactly. So you should be an advisor to Microsoft. It'd be should fine. Be, but I won't. It'll be fine. Um, the Oculus <laughs> Rift got yeah uh, got bought by Facebook. So that was <laughs> yeah. And we're still waiting to see what they do with it. I know. I know. Do you know what's kind of funny? Like PS Home, but with Facebook. It's going to be ridiculous. Do you know what's kind of funny about that? Now we know what we know. So so they bought um, Oculus Rift. As a result, uh, Marcus Notch went, right, that's it. Minecraft ain't going on there now. I ain't having none of that shit. Because I, I don't like Facebook and, uh, you know, like monopolies and people buying stuff up and all well, that not, sort of wait, stuff. Wait, 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 no, no, no. You're trying to make a link between what happened, what he said with that. What? And what? what? He didn't say. And what happened next? He sold. He sold out to Microsoft. I'm not saying that's he didn't sell saying. out to Microsoft, but that's not because yeah, it's not, not in contravention to what he said about why he didn't like Facebook. But you know what I'm saying? You know, just what I'm saying, though. A bit, bit freaking hypocritical if you ask me. You read about Facebook. reads between the lines, Fowler. <laughs> That's right. It's true. It's true. I tell you the truth from the facts we're given, kind of. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. And look, Minecraft's notch. I just did a search notch my Facebook, and the first thing that came up was GameSpot. Minecraft's notch now okay with Facebook buying Oculus. So, oh yeah, but that's that's probably when he started negotiations to sell freaking Minecraft. You know what I mean? Look, he said for a while he wanted to get out of the business. No, what he, he said to, was, to Microsoft, I, I don't know, what does that say? You know what? 
what he said was, I never really wanted to be famous. I just made this little game and yeah. and it just took off. And But I'm sat here in my great big fuck-off mansion, man. It must be terrible. <laughs> oh, what do you want him to do? Do you know that? No, but you know what I mean, though. He's, uh, he's uh, giving it all. The, oh, I never wanted to be famous. But my fuck-off mansion's great. <laughs> so if he never wanted to be famous, he'd never have his big sod-off mansion, would he? Well, I don't understand. Because you don't want to be famous doesn't mean, mean you can't have a big house. No, but I'm just saying, though, without that fame, he wouldn't have the fortune that went along with it, would he? Well, you, so want- you, can't, you can't go, oh, I never wanted to be famous, because part of him being famous made him a whole shitload of cash that he doesn't seem too particularly bothered about. He didn't go, have it all, give it to charity, I don't want any of it, I didn't want it, any of it, I did just give it away. Stu. No, he didn't do Stu, know that. Stu, he bought a freaking and fight are two different things. Yeah, but... but they they go hand in hand in his in his sort of industry. He has That's to it. be famous. I don't disagree that he made the money rich without being famous. But for you to say because he didn't want to be famous means he ought to give his money away. I don't get that. No, I'm not saying. <laughs> what I'm saying is, I'm not saying he ought to give his money away. I'm just saying he's quite happy to have all the money that went along with the fame. Yes. I, I think it's the Illuminati. I think the Illuminati involved. <laughs> let, let me explain and it. Like Jay-Z, Jay-Z gave him the money. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Jay-Z gave him the Suppose money. Suppose I hear about this amazing chocolate that's only sold in Switzerland, and I go to Switzerland and buy one of these chocolate bars. It's going to be the most uh, delicious thing ever. I'm sure of it. And the person says... Here's your chocolate bar. Thank you for buying it, sir. By the way, we're injecting you with Botox in your mouth. Ugh! I would not want that Botox in my mouth, but I like to have the chocolate bar. So as soon as I get the Botox cured, I'm going to eat the chocolate bar. Wow, that made no sense. Sure yeah, did. <laughs> you didn't hold me there, Duke. No, I've no idea what you said just then. Whatever. I wanted the chocolate bar. I did not want the Botox in my mouth. I want to eat chocolate. So what you're saying is, right, Marcus Knox wanted the cash. Yes. But he didn't want the, the, the sort of notoriety that went with the cash. Right. But well, what I say is tough so. shit because that's what happens. Yeah. That's what happens, though. Don't moan about it. That's what I'm saying is don't moan because you got loads of cash for being famous. So stop moaning about it. You got it. cash because you made a great game. Kind of. And he marketed it well. I guess. But don't moan about it, man. Just, Look, you know, what I mean? If Kim Kardashian complained about being famous, that would be something completely different. It's the same yeah, she Flappy didn't. Bird dude. The Flappy Bird dude made a great game. It went huge. He got rich. He got famous. He hated the fame. Yeah, but then there were accusations flying around that he altered the, something so that the game would get higher up on the reviews chart so it would go that's up, part of making a game successful on the ios well don't complain no. don't stop complaining Stuart, he wanted the game to be successful that's different from wanting to be famous kind of but if you anyway let's just move on let's move on <laughs> let's just move on right, I, well, think, I, I think i think the illuminati bought disney <laughs> And Flappy Bird <laughs> and Minecraft and the Oculus Rift. Right. That sounds pretty good. And then Jay-Z is going to make a rap song with Beyonce about uh, Flappy Bird. Oh, and then... Happy, I'm feeling happy. It's got Pharrell. Yeah. And by the way, he also goes, I'm happy. I don't know. How that, happened involved, man. Yeah. that happened this year, didn't he? He got beaten up in the lift by, his, by Beyonce's sister. All right, moving on. How about this? Let's, <laughs> let's answer this question. What was your favorite gaming experience this year? 
Oh, well, yeah, but we can't just go straight to that. That's like that go no foreplay or anything. Prattling on for half an hour about Beyond yeah, we can't just go. And Let's we'll talk about all the games we've played before we get to the climax. We've been up you. to it. We're ready to move into this now. Foreplay, boy. You don't just go straight in for the kill. 30 minutes in, and we've been talking about nothing, and you're worried no, jumping right in. No, but we're going to talk about the games we've played, not necessarily our favorite games straight away. What's all that about, man? I think I could lead the podcast in some other direction than Jesus the one Christ, to go in. Yeah, you, are you crazy? You think you're going to learn that this is the Stuart Show, and it always has to be done the Stuart Show way. <laughs> That's true. That's why I'm the host, okay? <laughs> well, then host already. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's, I mean, let's start with you, Duke. Um... You gave me experiences this year. Well, what do you remember? <laughs> we weren't oh. ready for this. All right. Come on, then, Duke. Come on. Get it out of there. Yes. Um, <laughs> th- this year, it will be remembered by me for two things. It was the year I crazy with the crafting, and I want to do an alliteration thing. I went mad with the MOBAs. There you go. Um, because this was the year I fell in love with Minecraft, and it was the year of Rust as well. I went nuts for Rust for about uh, two months, and yeah, I got into Starbound and Don't Starve, and I played Windborn and Lantern Forge and Trove, and um, yeah, I also got really into Dota 2, and I followed the championship a little bit. I watched some of the championship games, or whatever it's called, the Compendium, I don't even know what it's called, the big event that Dota 2 had. Um, yeah, so, you know, those are two game types, crafting and MOBAs, that I had never really been into before, but this year, I went totally nuts for them. So, yeah, and, you know, starting our own Minecraft server with the VG Hub crew, that was a big experience, that was fun, and it continues to be fun, although nobody plays on that server anymore. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's interesting, I mean, going back to it, because you've, you've, you've briefly mentioned Rust. Yeah. Um, and for a time, Rust was like a big thing for the for the veteran gamers, yeah. wasn't it? I mean, we all we all kind of played it. There was loads of other people playing it at the same time, and we just used to go in and and sort of. I mean, and you helped me out a lot. I remember the first time I went in, and you sort of showed me around and took me to your tower and gave me some stuff and showed me where all the best loot drops happened and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, and it's loads of fun. I mean, I haven't played it for ages, so I don't know what's happened since. Nah, uh, the, the classic servers have all deteriorated into Twitchers and all sorts of annoying things. Not broadcasting on Twitch, but people twitching the game and hacking. And, um, but, you know, and there's a new version of Rust, which I can't play, so I have no idea what's happening there. But, you know, I think it's had its moment, which is weird because it's not even officially released yet. So that's the other weird thing about this, this year is that early access on Steam has kind of replaced games actually being released which i think is a dumb phenomenon but i shouldn't say that because you know rust is my one of my favorite games of the year so yeah i think it's weird i mean just coming back to the the early access thing there's there is a there is a risk isn't there with these early access games that by the time they release as a full title people have just totally lost interest if they ever release as a full title a lot yeah it is weird reviews say like this has been totally abandoned the person got all their money and then they you know never finished it and that's the end of it and i think that's just a bad pattern for games to be in yeah and i guess there is that risk if the if an early access game is really successful then the developer in question doesn't necessarily need to carry on doing anything because they're like oh i've made enough money now i don't you know i had a target i've hit that target or exceeded it i don't really need to bother carrying on doing anything with it yep and you know the other thing is that 
in the case of Rust, I don't I don't think they've stopped, but you know they they tore down what they had and they started over, which I just feel is kind of dumb. They should have just made Rust two, but they were convinced that they had to start all over, even though they had a good game going and they could have just you know added a bunch of stuff and put it out there and been like, here, Rust is done, and then we're starting work on Rust two. But they didn't. So I think that was just stupid of them. And I, I'll be honest, I wouldn't be bothered if Steam got rid of Early Access because, you know, yeah, some there's some fun stuff on Early Access. But I think if a game developer was forced to actually release the game, I don't think the world would be worse off for it. No, and I think, I think that needs to – I don't know what Steam – or Valve need to do, but they need to do something to make that kind of happen because, you know, or maybe they, they're only allowed to put it on early access once it's got to a certain stage where it's near completion. But that's not the case because there's lots of games on early access that are just not anywhere close to completion. That's what I mean, but I'm saying to fix I'm it. saying they should do that, maybe. Okay, I see. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. To fix it, Valve need to maybe say to developers, and there needs to be some sort of you know, some sort of sort of quality assurance where they go, right, you've got to that three quarters of the way through your development. You can now release it as early access. Up until that point, you're not allowed to. Could be. You know what I mean? Because that's that's why, and people just keep on. And that's not to say there aren't some really good examples of early access games that are, are really good. You know, Prison Architect is probably one of those because they have done a shit ton of of updates to that game since they released it. So they, you know, they're they're kind of a developer that isn't constantly sort of pulling your chain you know what i mean they're, they're always doing something some of those developers are pretty pugnacious <laughs> oh i like it good. Ah. Good. Ah. <laughs> i so, saw the video of a on, the, on year, the stream okay yeah i don't know if um this is it was only this year but this is i know this year i've played almost nothing on the consoles like i am now a pc gamer two and three you are the master race. Uh, no, because I don't even have a PC. That's the crazy thing about it. Those who know, I know. Mac with Windows installed. Like, I'm in this weird You know, and, and the reason is because most of the games that I've been playing lately have been smaller titles. Like, AAA games just don't interest me these days. I'll play Destiny a little bit. I'll play a little, you know, South Park Stick of Truth. But mostly what I've been playing is Minecraft and... You know, smaller games, The Long Dark and stuff like that. So, One day, one day, Duke. You might get play a, position, a, a, I'll play South Park. I'll play, you know, Shadows of Mordor. I was thinking more one day you just get a decent gaming PC. Well, hopefully that'll happen, but, you know, money. I know, I know. Nothing comes for free in this life, as you know. Right. And I have to buy as a skull know. for Hamlet. There you go. <laughs> it's on there my desk go. right now. I'm looking at it. Lovely. Well, um, he was amazing. Any and yes. any other memories of 2014? Yes, I have other memories of 2014. Uh, Last of Us was a big disappointment to me, not because uh, it's a bad game, but because I didn't like the ending and I felt like it's a pessimistic worldview. But I've already talked about that, so we don't need to get into that. We have we, we have talked about that at length. Two other things that really surprised me this year that I really loved. Um, number one, Tiny and Big. I don't remember who it was that gifted me that, but uh, I was skeptical at first. But I ended up really liking it. I think it's a good game mechanic where you like slice things up in order to make pathways for yourself and fight enemies by slicing things near them. And um, Hero of the Kingdom was another surprise that really, 
you know, caught me off guard. It's a very simple game. It's a very basic game, but it was also a lot of fun, and I had a really good time with it. It was very satisfying. So those are two games that I didn't expect to like, but I really, really did. And then I also really had a good time with the Swapper. And Shine, at first, I really liked. Shine, that's what a bit Shine. Shine. Yes. We never really knew how to pronounce that properly, did we? Still don't. Um, Elegy for a Dead World and Banished were other games that I really liked this year. So kudos to those developers. And those came out this year. So, wow. Do you know know what I think is kind of funny? Kudos to you. You know what it's kind of funny? When we used to do the indie game reviews on the 360, you used to spend most of your time dissing indie, indie games and, and what they were well, doing and all that stuff. Clear, there's a pretty big difference between the kinds of and games released on Steam and the kind released on Xbox. Sometimes, sometimes. No, 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 but, no, no, no. But let's be clear. There's a big difference. The average game clear. on Steam is miles better than the average indie game. Don't try not to fart. Dating simulator massaged wank off. I've seen top 10 lists this year and more than one of them uh, one finger death punch on Steam yeah, as a, as a that game. was a great game on the Xbox Indie games but that's not your typical game but it was by Silver Dollar Games who yes. made all those other games you hated right you know they stuck to making good games I would have nothing but good things to say about them but come on go away Miko whatever their cat game was give me a break <laughs> that was funny they make some go home, home to fact, Lucas of the games that Luca, yeah go Luca go with some a lot of that's funny. It's true, but um, something good came out of it, I guess. <laughs> Some good in the end came out. They get a video of Go Luca Go on on. The I'm thing. sure it was Go Luca Go. No Luca No. It's called No Luca No. That was it. No Luca No. Um, you know, and and it, it is interesting. I've seen that in, in people's top ten lists this year. You know, and it's a great game. One Finger Death Punch is a really good game. You know, and I remember having a lot of fun with that when I played it. So. You know, there are there is some good stuff, and there were some good games on on the indie games. And I, I think what the point I was making, though, you love you love all the indie games now on Steam. And I'm not saying they're the, you know they're the same. And yes, they are a better quality, a but nonetheless, dream. they're still indie games. A killer's dream. Yeah, a killer's dream. That was God. Awful. That was truly awful. Holy crap! That was, it was. It was truly terrible. Um, anything else for you this year, Duke? Nope, that's it. So what what out of all that stuff was your favorite then of this year that you played? I'll say um I don't I don't know, it's hard to I you know, Minecraft and Dota are the ones that probably stick with me as my favorite experiences this year. You know, because Minecraft is such a different experience. It's about building rather than fighting. And there is some fighting in it, but you know, I love the idea of, you know, I've just loved, you know, making a roller coaster and then getting people to ride it and having them go, wee, or, you know, that was great. Like, that's an awesome experience. It's the same reason I write, because I want people to say good things about my writing. I just love being able to, you know, give someone else a moment of fun. It's the same reason we do the podcast, right? We like entertaining people and giving them a quality product. So for we try to make something on, yeah, we try to be able to make something on Minecraft that people enjoy like that. That's really rewarding for me. And you don't get that in most games. So, no, I guess you're right. And I mean, for me, um, I think the biggest thing or the biggest change I've seen in you this last 12 months is definitely Dota. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, you you have played this like a ton of it. I mean, and even watching the competition, you know what I mean? You are into you are seriously into Dota, aren't you? Now, I, really? But, you know, it's funny because actually the last week. I've lost a lot of games. I've played really badly, and it's made me wonder, like, do I really love this game, or do I just love the thrill of getting kills, and then if I can't do it, 
you know, I, I don't. Yeah, but, that, but that's kind of you all over, it though, is isn't it? Like, Let's be honest. And you know what? It's the thing of like, because there's a lot, you know, especially when you get to the higher levels of that game, it's not about getting kills. It's about, you know, hanging back sometimes. It's about just sitting around and getting XP for doing nothing. And that's not, that doesn't interest me in a game. So, you know, the same thing that made me hesitate about Dota in the first place, where you're supposed to be going for last hits and you're supposed to be, you know, running away most of the time. That part bugs me. I don't like running away in games. I do that plenty in my real life. <laughs> no, and I, I mean, I've played Call of Duty 4 with you back in the day a long time ago. Oh, yeah. And I remember how frustrated you used to get if you weren't getting kills. Of course. You know, I remember that. Yeah. So, I, I know, am the I can... type of person that gets really frustrated if I don't do well in a, in a game like that. Now, you know, Minecraft, oh, I didn't build this right. I don't, you know, I'm not going to get mad from that. But, yeah, if it's a competition type thing where I'm supposed to be getting kills and I'm instead getting killed, that really messes me up. It's no good. It's no good. Yeah. Um, right, let's. Uh, how many games did you complete, by the way? Let's just uh, have a count. How let's, many did yeah, you actually finish? A lot of these games I've been playing are not completable. So, no. You know, I play a lot of first person shooters, right? I play Black Ops 2 while I'm riding my bike in the basement. And, like, you don't complete. I mean, you, I could complete the storyline, but it's a, I play the online. So, okay, let me look at what I did complete. Again, Banished is not completable. Elegy for a Dead World, I sort of completed that. Um, Long Dark is not completable. Uh, Shine, I did not complete. Hero of the Kingdom, I did. Yay, there's one. Yay. <laughs> the Swapper, I completed. Tiny and Big, I completed. Story about my uncle, I completed, so that's four. Uh, Last of Us, I completed. Um, and then Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons. So it looks like, from what I can remember, I finished six games this year. That's okay, though, because like you said, the type of games you put most of your time into couldn't really be completed. Right, you don't complete Rust, you don't complete Starbound, you don't complete Mine. I mean, I finished no. the story parts of Starbound, but, you know. Again, like yeah. access. So. so there you go. Right, Chinny, over to you. What are your gaming memories of 2014? What? Hello, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, Steve, I've got nuts in my mouth. That's, well, pff, you know, whatever. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, dog. So I... What should I talk about first? How many games I've played? Or completed? How many, how many games, how many games have you completed? completed? Yeah. I have completed 16 games. Well done. That's pretty good. That's a good number. Um, uh, South Park, Assassin's Creed, Black Flag, twice. That's funny. Wow, I finished it twice, huh? Finished it twice. Once on the 360, once on the bone. Uh, Wolfenstein, Sunset Overdrive, Wolf Among Us. Watch Dogs, uh, Sniper Elite 3, XCOM The Bureau. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> you you finished some weird games. Uh, Call of Duty Ghosts, uh, James Bond Legend 007, um, <laughs> Saints Row 4, uh, Batman Origins. Oh, that's quite a good game. It's good. It's good. Far Cry Blood Dragon, and um, Splinter Cell Blacklist. And then I played some games that you can't finish, like Prison Architect, Hearthstone, Rust. Uh, so, so there you go. Yeah, Hearthstone. Um, God, I've forgotten about that. I haven't put that on my list. As well. So I've, I've ordered them in in top five, but this uh, does Prison Architect count? Of course it counts. Of course it counts. It wasn't. It, was it doesn't matter. I said. I said. Just you know, favorite right. games you played this year. It doesn't necessarily have to right. come out this year. It's not officially out, is it? It's early access. Yeah, so um, 
I would put Wolfenstein at fifth. Because I really yep. like Wolfenstein. It was a solid shooter. I think um, I think Dookie would like it. Yeah. And uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, apparently the app keeps crashing, the Twitch app. Um, I, know, I don't know what you want to do. Um, Hearthstone is at four because I think card games are for nerds and <laughs> lamos. And now I'm one of those nerds and lamos. So... Go figure. But, you know, I don't like Hawks and Elves and, Hawks and Elves and Wizards and shit, right? I don't like card games, and I don't... Nerd! I don't like thinking too much, mainly because it, I realise that I can't think. So, all those three things you have to do in Hearthstone. So, you know, it's a game that got me interested in card games, which is, I feel like, a big thing. And, and, and it got tons of people interested. Everybody was playing it. And it's still great. And it was free! Free. It was free. I mean, I mean, I played a, a shit ton of that for quite a long time, and then, but it was one of those kind of games that I played. Unless you were really, really good at it, you suddenly got to the point where I don't know, just moved on to st- other stuff. But it's it's still got to be there as one of the great games of 2014, and yeah, it was it was excellent, wasn't it? Really. Hmm. Um. So I'm eating a cashew. Yeah. Just you. You go for it. Um. Say so park the stick of truth. Yeah, that's good. That's Very good. funny game. Um, I liked that game, and it had some scenes in the game that were very memorable. Let's just put it like that. It did. I mean, the, I mean, for me, it, it is up there. It's not my it's not my favorite game I played this year, uh, but it is one of my favorite games I played this year. It is. It's. It was so. I think what surprised me um, was just how polished it was it ended up being you know it, it ended up yeah. being for me a, a really polished experience that just worked really well and i know a lot of people who are into sort of turn-based battling are all like nah, it wasn't it wasn't complex enough you know it was too easy there wasn't enough depth in the in the combat but I for me it was anybody say that though fraser did fraser was sort of kind of down on the combat you know he was no, like a, he's you know, crazy about he was play final fantasy 13 didn't he yeah, he was a Final Fantasy veteran, he's, so... Plus, he's smarter than me, so, you know, what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> well, different strokes for different the folks. The second game... The, se- the second game uh, on my list is Sunset Overdrive. Yep. That's a good game. I enjoyed that. It was fun. What you want? What, what the fuck do you want? Uh, I think, I think yeah, what's was cool for you <laughs> is, like, it... It was sort of your first major game on the X-Bone when you got it, wasn't it? Yeah, it came with the bone. So, yeah, I uh, I liked it. I didn't really think I would. So it was a bit of a surprise. I had no expectancy. It was a new IP. So I was just like, I oh, don't know, I'll give it a go. It's free, whatever. And I uh, played it. I loved it. Expect to like it, right. huh? No, I didn't really think I'd like it, but I, remember know, I thought it would just be... Like, eh, whatever, I'm not into it. But you you kept your mind yeah. open. Ended up really liking it. So. Bam! And then my favourite game of the year that I've played uh, is Prison Architect. Love that game. Now, you see, I'm shocked there's none other game there in your top five, and you haven't mentioned it at all. <gasps> you talk about GTA? No. It's uh, a very small game. It's black and white. Uh, and, you, and you have to let people through, or you sort of go, no, you're not coming not, through, mate. It's, it's not black and white. You're talking about Pepe, wow. please. Papers, please, man. Come on. You love that game. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like once I've finished, like there's 22 endings or whatever. I was like, once I've done one ending, I was like, yeah, done. 
<laughs> like, and have you got it on your completed it. games? It's it's because you did finish it, didn't you? Um, actually, yes, I did write it down. Yeah, so yeah, I'd, yeah, put it there, papers, please. So it's yeah, as far as well, seventeen. Good. I didn't count that one. Seventeen games. Because I and also I'm gonna, under like games you don't finish because you don't really finish it. Yeah, you finish it, you but then you got more. There's an end. There's an end. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. But but I think for me that was one of the funniest Twitch streams you did. You you playing Papers uh, Please was yeah. very funny. You know what I mean? And I think I that's did it why on I YouTube. Kind of that wasn't it. a Twitch stream. That was YouTube. That was YouTube. Was yeah. it YouTube? Was it was it before Twitch? Yeah. Was it BT before, before we Twitch? I think the first games that we we Twitched did. Um, what was the first game that I twitched, tweeted, twitched? Uh, Assassin's Creed was one of the early ones. Um, yeah, true. And and Halo, of course. You did loads of Halo, didn't you? No, Halo, Halo, Halo Wars. Halo Wars. Yeah. Um, That's what. Uh, I can't remember. I think the very first game I ever streamed was Geometry Wars Two. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. God, that's a long time, isn't it? Old game, old game, that is. Old. Old. Um, anything else from you for games of the year? Um, not really. Like, I, li- I liked Rust, but I didn't include it on finished games or top five. I don't know. I just feel like it was a good time. Um, Rust it was kind of one of those games of the moment, wasn't it? It was kind of just yeah. one of those things that happened and everybody kind of just got on board at the same time. That's it, yeah. I, I really feel like if I'd have played Shadow of Mordor, that would be on my list. Um, but I never did. Um, yeah, I'm kind of the same. I've got it, but I haven't really put a lot of time into it. I played it probably for about an hour and a half, two hours. And the other thing that I started and finished was The Office American series. So it's not a game. But they, uh, I completed Netflix. There you go. There you go. Yeah, finish Netflix. Um, wow. Yeah, that's it. So, yeah, you know, Prison Architect was my favorite game of the year. Not Strictly not, doesn't count as a game of the year, but I'd say, yeah, probably Sunset is probably the most fun I've had playing a game. Closely followed by... Any, any disappointments? Anything that disappointed you this year? Massive, massive disappointment this year. Huge. Um, was the uh, the Halo Master Chief Collection. Yeah, yeah. Is that is that just because of the online connectivity stuff, or didn't just work, in like, general? Like, no, no, it, no. The game's fine, but like it just didn't work. Like, it was like playing in treacle on co-op, not multiplayer. Co-op was all I was interested in, and the the, right. the, the, the co-op was just janked. And I was like, "What? Come on! This is like Halo One is twelve years old. What the fuck? Like, and they nailed it on anniversary. It's like, why is it such a problem? Like, they did Halo anniversary. It worked fine. Like, why doesn't Halo One work a massive collection? Let alone two. You know, it's weird. And apparently, it works fine now. But I was really pissed off about that. I really wanted to play Halo again. But you wanted to play that with? Is it Marshy? Yeah, for Moshi. Yeah, yeah. So and that, you'd been looking. I remember you looking forward to that all year. You'd been waiting, hadn't you, so yeah. you could play. Another horrible. I mean, me and Marsh just play a, a ton of GTA Five, and what they've done with GTA Five now is ridiculous. It's so good. So yeah, I, I absolutely still play GTA Five online. We've been playing a lot of it online, and we love it. Do you know they they have made so much money off that game because it is sold out in a lot of places. You know, GTA yeah. Five on the PS4 and the and the Xbox One. It's, you can't get it. Yeah. 
You can't get that game. I mean, people are still buying that for the next generation regardless. I still play it now. I'm just in awe of it. You know, like I, I was walking around the pier in GTA in first person and I was just taking a good look at the shops and all the little like beach balls that are in the boxes are all real beach balls. So I started kicking them over and playing football with them. I was like, they didn't need to do any of this. You know, you have to really get close to the to the backs of the, the shops to find 2D textures, you know. Yeah, I mean, it is it is nuts, and I, I will get to it eventually. But I'm waiting till it's sort of in a sale or cheap or something. I keep thinking about it. I must admit. I mean, I'd wait. I mean, for you, like probably wait for it when it comes on the PC and it'll drop in a sale. Yeah, but then I thought about that. But it, it probably won't run that brilliantly on my PC setup. And I was saying to Kay, funnily enough, today I was saying I I'm, I'm going to get to the point in the next sort of twelve months or so where I'm probably going to need a new graphics card. I would have said. Um, and I think everything else will be kind of alright. No, I think everything else will be alright. I could probably add a bit more RAM for about, you know, probably another 50 The graphics card! But I think I am going to... But the reason I'm putting it off is because I'm going to have to move my hard drive around to fit it in. Because uh, at the moment, <laughs> where I've got my... I know, where I've got my hard drive situated, it, most modern graphics cards would be too long and they would poke into it. So I've got to lower my hard drives in the case into... That which isn't a big deal. I've only got to take some screws out and, and lower it down, you know. So it's not a big deal, uh, but it's just something I'm going to have to do. So I guess I'll get well, to that I'll, sometime this year. I bought a game on Steam. It's not a very new game, but I'm very excited to play it. Why did you buy a game? You were gifted a hundred million games last. Week. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but it was on sale, and it's 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 yeah. And by the way, thank you for for the game that you gifted me there, Duke. You're welcome. I see why you've done that. Yes, um, but I I I bought uh, where is it? Where is it? I'm looking on my phone? Where it is? Ah, uh, it's a it's a SimCity game basically. SimCity Four Deluxe. Ah, yeah. So you're gonna build some big city? I'm gonna build some stuff. Now, so I haven't yeah, played so a SimCity game for yonks, and I really wanted to play the new SimCity, you know, like the one that didn't work. Um, but yeah. Guess what? It didn't work, and when it did work, it wasn't that great, and everybody said SimCity 4 was better. So I just thought, screw it, I'll buy 4. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Right, so for me, uh, games completed this year, I've actually managed to complete 25 games this year. How many of those games are tiddly games? Not all of them. Not all of them, right, I'll go through what I've completed. Not all of them, well, some of them are. Not all of them are big. Look, here's what I've completed. Uh, infamous Second Son, uh, Dragon Age Ikrikwig, which was 65 hours, so that was definitely not a tiddly game. Uh, Broken Age Act 1, which was fairly long, that was about 5 or 6 hours, so that wasn't too tiny. Uh, Octodad, uh, Outlast Whistleblower, uh, which was kind of DLC, but it was standalone, so that was that was kind of cool. Uh, and that lasted about, that was about 4 or 5 hours, so again, it wasn't tiddly. Uh, the Wolf Among Us, Walking Dead Season 2. Uh, South Park Sticker Truth, which was about 14, 15 hours. So, again, not, not tiny. Um, Bioshock Burial at Sea, Episodes 1 and 2. Among the Sleep, The Last of Us Left Behind. Uh, Vanishing of Ethan Carter, Bayonetta 2. I have finished it. I've managed to get that finished. Uh, the Sailor's Dream, Spirits of Spring, 80 Days. Uh, Republic, Monument Valley, A Dark Room. Uh, a dark room took about six, seven hours, so that was kind of long. Home, the room two, Kentucky Route Zero, Act Three, 
Uh, a bird story, a strange act one, and the silent age. So that's that's all my completed games for this year. So quite a quite a lot to be honest. I've I, I got through way more than I thought I had, uh, and I've got games still to play. You know, I've still got Batman Arkham Origins to play. I've got Shadow of Mordor to play. Um, the Talos Principle I bought recently, so I've got that to play. The Forest I've got to play. How many, how many of those uh, games that you've bought so far that you realistically, if you were being absolutely honest with yourself, do you yep. you don't think you're gonna play? Don't think I'm gonna play. Uh, I think I'll play them all. I, I think I will play them all. Finish. I'll probably try and get probably the Talos Principle finished because I like the demo for that. So I can't see why I won't like the full game. So I'm gonna definitely try and get that finished. And I'm gonna get on to Wolfenstein on the PS4 as well. I've got that to play. Shadow of Mordor is probably gonna be one that'll take me a bit of time to get to. I would think. There's other games that interest me before then. So. Yeah, so I've got I've got stuff to play, man. I've got plenty to play, but I have finished a lot. I'm impressed with myself. I've finished way more than I thought I had. And it was only when I started going through stuff, I was like, oh, crap, yeah, I finished that as well. Oh, yeah, and I finished that. Uh, so I've put a lot of hours. I've put a lot of hours into gaming this year, more so than I thought. Um, no, so the five... Watch, other, Watch, the, Dogs was, Watch Dogs was nowhere on my list. I finished and played that. Yeah, watched, and it was yeah I never finished it. <laughs> I played it. I played it. That's in my disappointments of the year. Yeah, uh, which, yeah, yeah I wasn't. I was totally enamoured with that game. Uh, so much so, I, I can't ever see myself going back and finishing it. I can't see any reason why I would. You know, there's there's nothing in that game that makes me want to go back and finish it. The world was a bit meh. The the mechanics weren't amazing. The story was a bit meh. You know, there's nothing in that game that makes me want to go back and go. Let's see what else happens. Let's see what else happens. Yep. Um. So the five games that, that I like the most this year, oh, that's tough. It's tough. I mean, The Walking Dead Season 2, you should think, should be there. Should be there. Um, but it kind of isn't. Walking Dead Season 2 kind of isn't. It's good. It was good. Do you know what I mean? I, like, I enjoyed it. I think I, the problem is with that, like the episodic thing got to me because I, you know, I was playing it and then there was the wait between, I don't know, episode two and three or three. I guess it was two and three for me. And I just never went back. Yeah. And I think that's kind of... That that didn't happen with me, because I enjoyed it enough to sort of be excited when a new episode was up, yeah. you know, and I got it played. Um, and incidentally, that was on the PS3. So I finished that on the PS3 before I got rid of it. So that's that's kind of interesting in itself, I guess. So there's one I did finish on the PS3. Um, but I enjoyed it, you know, and the story was still great. But... I guess it just didn't have the same impact as the, the the first season. And it's not, you know, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the curse of having such a great first season is, you know, it's not likely to be as successful later on. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th- sad, I, think that I guess, cool. but it's also just life. I mean, you know, some games aren't going to be as successful on the second time through for better or worse. Yeah. Yeah, I, do, I totally agree. Uh, the Wolf Among Us was really good as well, but again, it, it isn't. It wasn't good enough to be up there. Yeah. Uh, in the sort of five games that I like the most, um, disappointments. Uh, you know, apart from Watch Dogs, Among the Sleep, I was, I, I ended up being very disappointed with. Among the Sleep. You know, I thought. I remember that. Among the Sleep, it's like the first-person toddler um, thing. So you're sort of crawling around, and it, it looked really, really good. Yeah. And I was, I was thought, yeah, this is going to be really cool. I love the idea of it being a toddler, and and it's it's set out to be a was perfect was game for you, Stu. 
It did. It did. And and it ended up sort of not living up to expectation at all. It was it was all right, but it was kind of just all right. You know, it just didn't do enough. It it looked kind of cool, but the story just ended up being really wishy-washy and and some of the mechanics were a bit frustrating at times and it was a bit glitchy and I was just like, you know what? It's not as good as I thought it was going to be. So that was kind of a bit of a disappointment. Um, the Sailor's Dream was another disappointing game for me this year, you know, because Simogo for me had been one of the sort of go-to developers really for the iOS. They, you know, they're the developers that are making the innovations and, and creating these really cool experiences that use the iOS platform as something where it's actually using all the stuff available there to make something really cool. They're probably the most important iOS developer right now, huh? Well, you're right, and I, I was expecting sort of big things from Simogo, but they kind of didn't deliver with it. It was a cool idea. Wow, this is how many games that they didn't deliver compared to how many they did? One, I guess. Yeah. One, I guess. Most of the, you know, obviously Earwalk and Device 6 were just exceptional experiences, you know, and really cool stuff for them to do, but... Yeah, Sailor's Dream just didn't kind of cut it. Didn't kind of quite make it. Yeah. So that was that was a kind of a little disappointing. Um, but none, none of the other stuff I've played or finished was, was disappointing. I enjoyed pretty much mostly all of it, really. Yeah. Mostly all of it. So so in the, in the five favorite games, I guess South Park Sticker Truth is, is probably number five. Yeah. Um, it's it's not in it's not in the in the top games I've played this year, but I really did enjoy it, you know. And <laughs> it's just, it was it was more for the story, the characters, the scripting. I thought was just exceptional, and it was just funny to play. I mean, I had more laughs playing that game than I think, apart from Portal Two, I guess. You know, any and and, and um, the Stanley Parable. I don't know, you hate that dude, but I still had a lot of laughs playing that game. I do hate it. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of one of the games I've probably laughed at the most out of any game I've ever played. You know, I did laugh a lot. That uh, makes one of us. I did. I know it does. I know it does. Um, uh, the Last of Us Left Behind DLC, which is kind of more of an add-on than, than, than DLC. Um, you know, and it was kind of a story in, in of itself. Uh, and and I just I loved it, you know. I just thought it it really fleshed out the the characters. It it gave you quite a lot of backstory that you you sort of it alluded to in the game, but not sort of fleshed out. And it it sort of showed you what happened. And I think I think I thought it was great. I really did think it was great. So that's kind of there as as sort of as a game on its own, even though it it sort of was DLC. Yeah. Um, the vanishing of Ethan Carter, I've, I've got to say, um, you know, that's that sort of next. And I, I struggled with this in my top two games. I've got to say which one I like the most because I like them all kind of equally. I mean, the vanishing of Ethan one. Carter. I know, I know. I am going to. Don't worry. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Um, but the vanishing of Ethan Carter was just such a fantastic experience and i just think the way that they they set out to make a game that was that was different to other stuff you know what i mean and it, and it's not massively different but they did enough to to make it stand out on its own uh, and i think that's what what was great about it because it was memorable you know the way that they they structured the story was memorable the mechanics weren't sort of the most interesting in the world but what they did do with them made it interesting you know the way it told the story uh, and it was it was kind of like Gone Home played in a massive place. 
because obviously each sort of place you visit, and you could do it in any order. There was no really chronology to it. It wasn't you, there wasn't any sort of you have to do this bit first and this bit last. You could kind of do it in any order you wanted, which was kind of interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it was it was just great, and I just love the graphics. I mean, it, it looks amazing, even on my sort of two-year-old PC, it'll still run on fairly high settings on, you know, on 1080p, and it looks incredible. Rub it in. Go ahead. I know, I know. It looks incredible. Uh, and, and it sort of runs smoothly. You know, there was, it was a bit glitchy, but then they, they did a patch and updated it, and then it ran really smoothly. So it ran, even, even, even on my old PC, it runs much, much smoother now since they did the patch. And they fixed a few things in that as well. They fixed the map thing, and they gave you a fast travel option once you got to the end game, which weren't in, you know, in my game, you had to trudge all the way back to the beginning of the game to finish a puzzle that I'd missed. Yeah. Um, so I had to do that to get the final ending, but uh, yeah, Vanishing of Ethan Carter was excellent. It really was excellent. And then I come to my top two games, you see, and and it was it was hard for me to choose. I must admit, I've I've sort of gone over this, and it's it's changed quite a few times uh, whilst I was deciding which was my favourite game of the year, which were obviously uh, Dragon Age, Iquiquig, and and Bayonetta too, you know, and and I've sort of gone over this and over this to decide no. which is my. Gonna say it. My favorite game of this year. Uh, I mean, let's talk about Dragon Age first. It, you know, there, there is no two ways <laughs> about it. Dragon Age Equiquick is an amazing game. You know, it's a huge. What they managed to do is is sort of take. You know, all the good stuff out of the first two games, and the second game was a bit pants by all accounts. Never played it. It's not but we'll call it pants. It's, it leaves some things to be desired, but it's not really pants. You know, and it, and and it sort of it sort of ramped up the scale to a huge, yeah. massive thing. Yes. You know, that Hinterlands is, is a huge area. You just, you, you know, I went back to Hinterland at the end to, to finish up a few quests to get some more power points, and... I've forgotten how big an area that is. You know, it's a massive compared to the. I mean, the other areas are, are sizable, some of them, but Hinterlands is is massive. You know, it is the hub of the game, um, and we spend sort of spent so much time playing that game. You know, sixty five hours just to get there. You know what I mean? Just to get to the end is is a massive game. You know, that's just doing the story, and you know you have to do the side missions to do the story, which was. In some ways, I'd have normally found that annoying, but I kind of didn't because I kind of enjoyed doing the little side missions to get the PowerPoint. So it, it wasn't... Because I think you kept on varying up all the different locations that you had to go to to do all your side missions. It, it kind of always kept it interesting. So that was really, really great. Uh, Bayonetta 2. What can I say? Uh, I finished it today. It's shit. It was it's today. awful. It's made by <laughs> some teenager fantasy dream. It's dumb. <laughs> It's the worst game. It looks like a last generation game. It plays like vomit. It's a game that is crap. Just you things that you could say. Yeah. If only any of that were true. If only it any of it were true. true. Um, this is what I'll say. Uh, first of all, it looks amazing. It looks absolutely incredible. You know, today, some of the cutscenes in that game look better than some of the stuff I've seen on Xbox One and PS4. <laughs> it just looks great. It just, Honestly to God, it looks amazing. The second thing I'll say, it's the, the smoothest experience I've had of any game this year. 
you know, and Mario Kart 8's got to be up there as well, you know, for sort of a game that just works out of the box without any issues, right? You look at all these broken AAA games that have come out on every other platform. You look at the Wii U, nothing inside, right? That game is solid, 60 frames a second, never drops, never stutters, never glitches. I didn't see a single stutter. There could have been a million enemies on screen and it would still be a smooth. It it never dropped. Um, I don't think there was a million enemies on screen, Stuart. No, I'm saying there could have been. I didn't say there were. I said there could have been. If there was a million enemies on screen, I think it would have stuttered. Look, it didn't stutter. Um, But yeah, it, it was just truly amazing in every sort of way really and i think based on that that is the reason that when i finally sort of flipped them over and flipped it around and flipped it every every which way i came to the conclusion that out of every game this year bayonetta 2 i enjoyed the most you know and that is my kind of game of 2014 really well, there you go. Um, and it totally justified buying a wii u i'm glad it made you happy it did make me very happy. I mean, when I finished it I'm today... I'm glad, Duke. I'm not happy that he's happy about I know about you're not that. happy. Uh, you know what? And I I wish it were a different game that Stu loved this much, but you know what? I'm just happy that he's happy, I guess. No. Do you know... No, you can't have that. <laughs> Do you know, I sat there. I'm not kidding you. I finished the game today, and I must have said, you have got to be kidding. Like, oh, my God. About sort of towards the end of the game, I must have said that probably ten times. Well, I believe you. It was it was just incredible, and I mean, and its pacing is so much better than the first Bayonetta. Well, wow. it it took me eight God, and a bit hours. It's, it's not hard, hard, is it? It's not hard it's to get better pacing than a game that finishes twice, pretends to, and then starts yeah. again. Yeah, there's none of that. There isn't any of that because he played the first one. I can't even talk about it. Yeah, it isn't. There isn't any of that. It, it literally took sort of eight and a bit hours to complete. And the end was the end. But then he did some of that. And I'm not going to spoil it for anyone who's thinking of picking this up or playing it, but. It did something so cool in the credits. It did something that no other game has done. What, she dances around half naked? No, that happens as well, but that's right at the end. Oh, then. okay. Well. So, so that does happen again, because that happened in the original Bayonetta. That's um, that probably flies at the end of that stupid But he did, did something else during the credits, which was just truly brilliant. And it just made you realize what an amazing developer you know the developer was who made that game. And I can't think what his name is now out offhand. Platinum uh, 51? No, it wasn't Platinum. It's was called. It's, it's something like Hijima, something or other. You know, the guy who the guy who actually made it. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and I think as well because, and again, it comes down. I mean, we've we've said this so many times. We've said this so many times. But when it comes down to it, you know, developing a game for one console only and one platform makes a massive difference. And obviously, you can tell that with Bayonetta too, because it was only developed for the for the Wii U. It was optimized within an inch of its life, and it just is brilliant. Like, the, the, don't get me wrong. I mean, the story's your standard good versus evil kind of story, but there were moments in the scripting and the way it was written that were just truly brilliant. Really good. I mean, the voice acting's solid, and the game in general was just funny. I mean, I laughed a lot of times as well. I mean, it is another game that I've played this year that made me, made me chuckle on more than one occasion. Um... So there you go, Bayonetta 2. Bayonetta 2. I mean, I mean, some honourable mentions need to go to a dark room, which is a text adventure on the on the iOS, which I thought was just really excellent. Uh, Kentucky Route Zero. Uh, that game is shaping up for a great finale. Uh, it just it's just a shame it takes so bloody long for the episodes to come out. 
there's a long time between there. But Kentucky Route Zero again, uh, a bird story. You know, I've got to give that a mention because that is that is a great little game. Um, and if if you like to the moon at all, then you should definitely play a bird story because it's it's a very cool um, little game. And uh, what else should I mention? What else? Uh, the Silent Age Part Two, because um, that was that was again very very um, very excellent and really cool story again. Uh, and probably Outlast the Whistleblower is the other one that I'll that I'll give a, a, a sort of bit of a shout out to. So there you go. That's that's kind of it for me. That's kind of all the games that, that I played. 14. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good night. Good night. <clears throat> now, if only that were true. <laughs> if only we could stop there, but we can't. No. We can't, and the reason we can't is because we've got about five emails to read out. That we should have read some of these last week, but obviously due to time constraints. But due to to time constraints, you know, we would have ended up running into about three and three quarter hours or something ridiculous. That would just be ridiculous. Exactly. So I saved them. I saved them. Uh, So the first one's from Mark Singh, and he said, uh, "Lizard Attack Online." Sing, sing. Online gaming ruined. He says, uh, "Good evening, guys. Good evening. Happy Christmas." Happy Christmas and all that. Well, that's been and gone, but thank you for the sentiment. There you go. That's our fault for not reading this out last week. Uh, so Christmas uh, was has been ruined for a lot of people due to those idiots calling themselves Lizard Squad. Can you imagine how these attacks could have been even worse if MS went ahead with download online only? Uh, not being able to connect to the servers of Sony Microsoft has meant anything I have on the hard drive I haven't been able to play as I've not been able to sign in and confirm it's me online. Uh, same goes for those poor sods who decided to buy the crew, more fool them. Uh, but as this is classed as online, it's meant no play for them either. So do you think come the next gen, will Sony MS will think again about download online only? Um, as I don't think there is a solution to avoiding these types of attacks. Can you imagine literally nobody being able to play any games due to not having disc to play direct from them? So, what do you reckon? Um, yeah, it's it, it's a it's a dangerous it's a dangerous thing, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, I, I can see his point, and I'm I'm wary of it. I'm glad that we live in a world right now where we don't have to sign online. But you know, it, it does suck because a lot of people did have games on their hard drives and things like. That. I don't like it much, but I think it's ultimately the way it's going to go, and they just have to work harder on getting their systems, you know, safer. And it does suck that they had to sort of go in and sort it out Christmas Day, but you know these these there will always be people hacking these things in there, and I I just that I hate I hate it when they do it because it's like they're not really proving anything other than just like you know we can do this, but why don't they do it for the good? Why don't they hack Xbox Live or PlayStation Network and give everybody like ten free games? Why don't you do that instead instead of just like shutting it down? You know, like if, you, if they're so good, why don't they make something good out of it rather than make something bad? Obviously, like Microsoft and Sony would get dicked if they did that, but it would be funny. Um, you know, why do they have to punish people that doesn't really, doesn't you know, didn't really do anything? It sucks. I mean, to be to be fair, they didn't actually hack it. It was. It well, was I don't know. They did something, oh, and then it stopped working. Well, Stu, what the fuck do you want attack. from me? And cyber attacks are done for purposes of 
you know, it's not rationality. The people who do these things are not looking to, you know, care and concern for other people. They're doing it because they want to build a name for themselves. And so if they say we shut down, you know, Sony's online presence, blah, that's that's gives them street cred. Yeah, well, apparently it was because the Lizard Squad are having a feud with another group of hackers, and they're they're busily trying to outdo each other. See, and I'm sorry, the larger question here is people who have no purpose to their life other than having some sort of online cyber um, thing. And, and but that is their purpose, the though, isn't it? It is. You got to give people, you know, help people find a purpose in life other than, you know being obnoxious and living a life of disruption and chaos. Yeah, but and, then, so the people are saying in the chat, on, on, the, on the, the Twitch chat, uh, like, uh, Steam work fine. My, my prediction of why Steam work fine is because they probably were PC gamers. It's like, well, we don't want to fuck up Steam because we're going to play it. Yeah, no, true. It is true enough. It is true enough. But I think, I think as well that they're so busy doing that stuff that they don't really see the impact of it anymore they're just sort of doing it like you say for the kudos but you know they don't see little jimmy on christmas morning getting his xbox one out and then can't play it you know what i mean or his well, ps4 that's, that's or whatever it uncle, be. that's because his uncle mike is playing it for him that's why <laughs> there you go there you go do you know what i mean and, and i think that's that's kind of this because they're almost detached that detachment again isn't it because they're detached from the end user they're not really seeing the impact that they're having and i don't you know hackers would care if they did like they you don't you know the empathy isn't a big part of who they are it's just you know sticking it they see it as sticking it to the man and if if the man's customers are sad well they shouldn't be you know working with the man you know my question is is valve also getting attacked and they're just better at dealing with it or do the hackers not go after valve because they're considered a you know cool company who knows i mean to be fair with with valve and, and i guess with with sort of ps4 and xbox one to it so i'm guessing you could still play some of your games you know it's only your online ones presumably that were unplayable is that right i don't know or no I was asking Chini because he's a PS, you know, an Xbox One I, I owner, and affected by it at all. Like, I, if that if it hadn't happened, I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, and I, and I do think that, but I think for the people who were playing Destiny or you know, or, you know, Call of Duty, Advanced Warfare, and online and all that sort of stuff, I'm guessing they're all right. But I don't know how it would go about setting it up because you have to connect to Microsoft, don't you? When you initially set up an Xbox One, is that right? And I'm what? guessing if you can't connect to it, did, did you have to connect to Microsoft to set up your Xbox One originally? Yeah, no, you have to do that, yeah. yeah. So if you, if you can't do that, I'm assuming you can't play any games until it comes yeah. back online. It's the same way PlayStation works and Steam works, and you, know, you can't log it. Well, I suppose you can, you can do it on Steam, but I don't know. Yeah, PlayStation does the same way you can't log in. Now, now, correct me around this though if you if you have a, a game you've bought off the microsoft store that's downloaded to your hard drive were you able to play those do you think i don't know the answer to this i don't know i don't know i think so i don't know i'm not sure i never got a, like i think once it wouldn't sign in i was like oh, it doesn't sign in and then i told it to look for the wi-fi the wifi and it did and that was the end of the my problem so i can't i don't know i can't speak for what it could and could not do. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, so it's, I mean that was kind of interesting. Let's uh, let's carry on. 
Uh, Master uh, Zulu said in the chat, uh, before you guys finish up, just want to thank you three guys, especially Chinny, for another fantastic year of podcasts, especially Chinny. Thanks for all the entertainment and laughs, especially Chinny. Look forward to what 2015 brings. Chinny's great. And Chinny is detail. great. Ditto. Mm. Chinny is great. Uh, so thank you, Mark, for that. It was a, a very good, interesting email. Uh, next one's from uh, Bongo the Saint. We got an email off Bongo the Saint, and he says... Uh, he's looking very smart. I've got to say, his picture on his email is in a suit and everything. He looks yeah. very smart. Uh, season's greetings, he says. Hi, guys. Yeah. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Uh, season's greetings to you all. I uh, hope you've all had a great holiday so far and have received appropriate gifts for your age. Yes, we did. We talked about this last week, so that's cool. Uh, sales figures for Gen socks must spike at this time of year. Although useful, it's really hard to muster much enthusiasm for them as a gift from Santa and other. Now, I've never, I've never received socks as a gift, so that's kind of cool. I've never got any. Have you, have you got socks as a gift, Ginny? Um. <clears throat> I, I, I have at some point. Not, I don't think I've got any this year, which is a bummer because I could do with some. Oh, there you go. There you go. See, it would have been a great gift for you. Great gift. Uh, Duke, ever hmm. received socks as a gift? Nope, never received socks. I have gotten shirts and stuff. There you go. And I've had. I like slippers. I get excited about slippers, especially these ones. I've got the cool. The cool. They've got. They've got memory foam soles on the great. Those. I, I was thinking about getting slippers. Does that make me old? And, and, uh, I don't no, I got slippers. You gotta have slippers, man. And a you know, pipe North, and a North Face do some wicked slippers. And I was like, I might get some. You should just go for it. Yeah, um, now and put it up on the uh, stream. And then he asks it, he says, What what has been your lamest gift received over the years? What's been the worst gift you've ever received? We kinda talked about this a little bit last week, didn't we? Because I said it was high karate high karate gift set I got as a kid off somebody I knew. Uh, what? I don't know. I can't remember. Can't remember. Uh, Duke, what about you? What's the lamest, the lamest gift you've ever received? Um, that award would probably go to my mom. She means well, but she once gave me the same shirt two years in a row, and it was pretty ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> That's just brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> she, brilliant. We like, Seriously? She's like, "What?" I'm like, "You gave me this last year." She said, "No, I didn't." I was like, "Yes, you totally did." She's like, "Whoops, sorry." Uh, the funniest one I ever... Well, I've, I've got two funny ones. Someone who Kay knew, uh, they'd given a gift to somebody the previous year and then they received it back the following year because the person obviously didn't realise that they'd given it to them. Yeah, that's, that's a big <laughs> so that, It is, but it was kind of funny. Kind of funny. And then... Slippers on the stream. Look at those slippers. Look at them. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and I'm trying to remember what the other one. There was one. I, it may come to me. I can't remember right now. But there was there was another one that I always thought was funny. But that was kind of funny. Oh, getting getting the gift you gave someone back to you the following year. Um, and then he says, apart from the uh, aforementioned socks this year, I see one of the coolest gifts ever. Uh, I'm off to a race of a selection of Ferraris for the day. Uh, something to look forward Do you to. You get That's to keep cool. one of the Ferraris. Yeah, you get one as a free gift at the end. That would be that would be great, <laughs> wouldn't it? Uh, wouldn't it? That would just be like the best thing. Uh, oh, oh my hang god! Hang on, though. If they did I'm that, the they would they, they, would they the let other people drive the Ferraris afterwards? This whole plan is just stupid. Sure. Stupid. Yeah, it's just not working. It'd be like Justin Bieber, wouldn't he? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Flying down the road like drag racing in his Ferrari. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's what it's called. Anyway, he says, Happy Christmas, boys, and Chag Semech to Eric. What? Is that, is that, I don't know. I'm assuming it's something Chag Jewish, Jewish, is it? I don't know. Chag Semech? I have no idea what that is. I'm sorry. If, if it is a Jewish word, what I'm a bad Jew. Chag Semech. Is that from Borat? I don't know. I he so. spells C-H-A-G and then S-A-M-E-A-C-H. I have no idea what that is. Sorry. There you go. I think we were trying to be cool, but ended up not being cool. Well, no, I'm not the one who's cool. I'm... No, I think Bongo was trying to be cool by saying something in Jewish to you. <laughs> First of all, you don't say something in Jewish. No, but right. Some... I don't know. He's wishing... I'm assuming he's wishing you whatever, you know. I don't know. Well, I don't know. Anyway. Let's just pretend Let's it went really well. Let's... Oh, awesome. Thank you, Bongo. Oh, thanks, Bongo. Yeah. That was really cool of you to do that, yeah, you know. Cool. Uh, anyway, moving on, we've got one from uh, Nicholas Abbott, and he says this. He says, hey, guys, uh, can't hey. join you for tonight. Yeah, can't join you for tonight, which was last week, as I'm on a night shift. So I thought I'd send you an email. It's been a great year for me. Uh, my son Nathan being born back in April, yeah. new job in a week, and I'll be moving after a long time trying to find a new place. Yeah. So I want to ask you, what's the best things that's happened to you this year? And is there anything you're looking forward to in the next year? That's rather an apt uh, email for this week, isn't it? Yeah, it is. So who wants to go first? Chinny, what's the best thing that's happened to you this year? I think the drone event went pretty well. So oh, yeah. For people that don't know, I have a business with a friend of mine called Matthew Weston, and we play Hannibal's, and we do videos. It's <laughs> the business. We do, we do videos. <laughs> the business is we play Hannibal's a lot. That's it. They give each other going. The there's a lot of things happening, but there's not a lot of profit. Our accountant is a bit pissed off. Um, no, we do, we do uh, videos and animations and all that kind of stuff. And we added drone service, aerial video on that list of services. And we threw an event at the Wolverhampton Wanderers football ground. And it went pretty well. Uh, the test, I sort of crashed the drone, as we all know. Um, but the, the actual, know. Actual, actual day, uh, it all went well. So that was good. There you go. Mm. Uh, and what are you looking forward to for next year? I think um, we're going to we start work tomorrow. So we're going to talk about doing things, uh, what we're going to do in the year. And a big thing that we're going to talk about is passion projects. You know, we do, we do, um, you know, a lot of work and some, some. Basically, we are, we are slaves to what comes in. You know what I mean? If somebody, if a customer comes in, I want this type of video. We make that, right? Yeah. Well, and sometimes those videos can be really cool and exciting, but sometimes they can be boring, and. Yeah. It's the cool, exciting things everybody wants to jump on. You know, everybody wants to like, I want to do it. I want to do it. The, the boring stuff's like, no one really wants to do. So what we're going to talk about tomorrow is we want to do a passion project. We want to do something that is going to get us all excited. So, and, and not necessarily for financial gain, but maybe we could enter it in awards. Maybe we can, I don't know, sell it. And so, you know, we're just thinking about how we do it. So I'm really looking forward to doing something like that. And also um, moving so that's uh, being on the on the property ladder, as they say. Uh, I'm going to be, you know, I'm a no no chain on me, Stu. You know what I mean? No chain, no, no chain. So First time buyer, baby. That's, that's, that's a selling point right there. So yeah, I'm looking forward it to is. that. So that's that is me. Ah, uh, do you know? I'm thinking, God, I hope. Well, no, there's one, one thing. What one, one thing? Uh, 2015 is also uh, 
the, 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 the year that they travelled to in Back to the Future. And I was born the same year as Back to the Future was released in 1985. So I'm expecting there will be like cinema releases of you know Back to the Future. And I've said to Tara, I don't care if you come with me or if you don't, I'm going to go to see Back to the Future in the cinema. That's back to back, one, two, three. Big moment of your life. And and when they when they did it for, they did it for twenty five years and Richard Webster um, did it and I think he I, I don't know if he he said you, you know you should we should meet up and do it together and I don't know if he was serious but I would totally do that because we love Back to the Future so um, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that this year I've been waiting for that for about three years so okay. I'm interested in seeing Back to the Future yeah no that that would be cool especially if they played them all back to back. Yeah, it's my favourite film ever. I've never seen it in the cinema. It's 30 years. I'm the same age as the film. You know, it's, it's, it just, I love it. love it. It all just slots into place, man. You can get there on your hoverboard. That's it. I'm also the same age as Mario. Mario was Jumpman, but in 1985, he was officially given the name Mario. So, what are you going to do? Officially the same age. Yeah. Uh, Duke, over to you. What's uh, what, what's your sort of uh, favourite thing of 2014 and what you're looking forward to in 2015? Well, I'll be honest. This is going to be cheesy, but I don't care. That's how I feel. I'm, I'm thankful for every day. I love being able to teach and write and talk shit about games and, um, you know, relax and uh, hang out with people. And so I, I, I think every day, you know, I'm sort of the opposite of office space in a way because that guy's like every day is the worst day of my life because every day is worse than the day before it. And in a way, I feel like good gets better. And I'm, I, I don't know, every day seems like it's better than the day before it in a way. Not to say I don't have horrible days and stuff, but um, yeah, whatever. Um, that said, I think um, being invited to the UW-Madison Writers Institute was one of the best things that happened to me this year. Um, that's a big honor and I'm very happy about it. Uh, so yeah. And being able to write, you know, what, two thirds of that book that I wrote over the summer. That was awesome. And meeting Sean Anderson was awesome. And yeah, uh, I've had a lot of good stuff this year. 2014 was a very good year to me. So I'm very thankful for everything that came my way. And I got to see my nephew in December, which was awesome and hang out with my brother and my mom and everybody. And I got to see my friend Megan. And I got to see Diane's sister, Mary, and her kids and all sorts of stuff. So that was good. And what am I looking forward to in 2015? Um, presenting at the Writers' Institute will be really awesome. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to... Oh, yeah. when, when is that, when's that happening? So that's in April, I think. March or April, one of those, in the spring. Ah. And, uh, I yeah. I you talking I, about. Yeah. yeah. I think um, the Duchess is probably going to film it. I don't really know how exciting it'll be, but I expect it'll be online at some point. Although maybe they won't let us Mark yourself up. You have to... Mark yourself up. Well, of course, but I don't know. It may be the type of thing where um, you can't... What The Duchess is writing something now. What are you writing? Look. <laughs> what? Say it. We're in the middle of a podcast. Stop laughing. Anyway. What? Don't pretend like you're going to say something and then not. Um, oh, don't you just hate that. I know, right? So anyway... Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to finishing the new book and hopefully getting an agent or a publisher for that because that's something I tried to do last summer and I didn't have any luck with that. So, uh, I don't know. Look, I look forward to the one-year anniversary of you asking me this question. Yeah, good Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, Duchess. Thank very you. good. Yes. Um, yeah, and 
Uh-huh. There you go. It's <laughs> rock movie. I'm looking forward to seeing that. Top five. I don't know anything about it. Um, it's Chris Rock. I'm going to be kind of boring oh, for me because, you know, my, my sort of, you know, best memories of, of sort of 2014, you know, are, are the same, similar to every year, really, revolve around sort of just meeting people from the community, which I just think is always great fun. Yeah. You know, the, the midlife gamer party, which is just always a ton of fun. You know, that's always a good laugh. And we get to meet people from other communities and we always have a really good laugh. And, you know, they, they put a lot of work and effort into to what they do every year. Uh, and I'll be interested to see what they do in Birmingham this year coming. So that'll be that'll be cool. The Birmingham. Um, uh, going to Rest, um Obviously, meeting Bongo the couple of times we met him again, because I love Bongo. He's so funny and we always have a great laugh. And meeting He's his your son brother from another mother. He's my, he's my brother from another mother. Here's my brother from another mother. So, uh, yeah, so that was always really cool. And uh, what else in this year? You know, another another nice year with my wife and, and obviously Millie. And, and seeing Millie sort of develop as a gamer more. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. And, and, and she is selective. You know, she will, she'll only play selective stuff. But, you know, seeing her complete everything in Mutant Muds was cool. You know, that was something cool to behold. And... She always just amazes me, you know, when she... I'm watching her play duet and complete everything in duet. And for anyone who's played that, uh, they'll know what I'm talking about. Because it is, it is as tough as, as sort of Super Hexagon. And she completed every single thing you can possibly do. Um, and I think I love that. I think when I see her get, get into something, it's really cool to see her doing that. You know, and, and it's cool. And I think she will be, as she gets a bit older, I think she will get into gaming more. Um, so that's so that's going to be kind of cool, I reckon. That's kind of cool. And, and I guess the other memory I've got this year was just l- the lovely weather we had in the summer. We had a really great summer over here, and, and you know we, we did made the most of it. We got year, yeah. we did have a great summer. You know, it was really sunny, and you know we got out. We had loads of picnics, and we went to loads of different places. And you know, even though I'm a nerd and I game and all that sort of stuff, you've got to get out of the house every now and again. You know, make the most of the weather. speak for us. Yeah, you've got to make the most of the weather. So so get out there and, and enjoy the sunshine. Yeah. Uh, 20, 2015, what am I looking forward to? I'm looking forward to going and seeing Paul Hartnell in concert. Oh, yeah. Uh, that should be really cool. And it's it's been moved. It was originally in Feb, and it's been moved to the 10th of May, which is my birthday. So I'm going to see him on my birthday now. Oh, yeah. Uh, I know. How cool is that? How cool is that? Kay's still not excited. Uh, so if, if anybody wants to go, go with me to watch Paul Hartnell, because my wife ain't bothered. you're more than than welcome free ticket so i won't charge you you can come along for free um but yeah she's she's like if someone else wants to go you know that's fine by me that's what i (laughs) said that's what i said to tara all the time she always tara's into these bands you know like pet and the ostrich racers and i don't know they're all got weird names and um She's like, oh, I've got no one to go with. I've got no one to go with. I'm like, I'll go here, but if you ever find somebody, like, heading one up yeah. like a homeless man, just, you know, he likes the band, just go with him. Um, she's she's into the same bands as, like, you know, um, like uh, Chris MJW likes, you know, like, like Foles and yeah. Bombay Bicycle Club and all that sort of stuff. Not that I don't like them. It's just I don't like gigs. I don't like live music at all because... I'm, I'm surrounded really by drunk people. I can't hear the music as well, right? I, everybody's, like, bouncing around. People are throwing drinks around. People are holding up their phones for four minutes. Yeah, and all, all I worry about is 
their battery life. I'm looking at their battery life. And going, You're fucking crazy. Like it's going to run out of battery, right? And I, I just don't get it. I was like, I could be home listening to this. <laughs> you boring uh, person. Three. Like I just don't. I don't get it. I don't. And there's That's there's people the there. There's people there, and they're in the music, they're in the moment, and they're pissed usually, and they're just like going for it, and they just, you know, and I, I, I'd like, I'm not envious of them. I just, I, I was like, well, that's why people do it, but I can't get into that Nirvana state. You know what, though, you know I, what I mean? I just can't. The idea do. that you have to be drunk to appreciate a concert. No, I, I'm with you on this, Jude. I mean, it, I understand that a lot of people have that attitude. I just think it's sad that that's what it's become. You know, for a lot of people, this notion that like, yeah, you know, you 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 do it. You, you have to be in this altered state of mind. And, and you know what? That often means for a lot of people, they don't remember it. Like, they remember the, I was so wasted. Like, you don't remember any of the songs they played and all that stuff. And I just think it's self-defeating. Tuscan Tus- said in the chat, Ginny sounds so old right now. But I, I've you always sound thought old. like this. I was like, every time I go to a concert, people just hold up their fucking phone. Right. Oh, and no, just, I, that's stupid. Don't. Enjoy, I, I was standing next to these two Lebanums, lesbians, right? And they were just there, and they're, you know, minding their own business, being Lebanese, right? And one of them was holding Lebanese. I don't know, right? There was one of them was holding up her phone for four minutes, right, on the, the the encore, like this is the big song, and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're never gonna watch that video. Are you stupid, <laughs> right? But I don't. And then I turn my head to the right, and someone's got a phone on the right of my head, and there's a person in front of me who's holding up a phone, and people taking phones, and people crowd surf now and try and take selfies while they crowd surf, right? And it's just <laughs> stupid. Like, I just don't get it. What are you doing? I think people. I mean, well, that cell phones in ways that are really unhealthy, and I think that that's one manifestation of it. This whole holding it up at concerts thing. Um, it used to be you held up lighters, you know, but now it's all these glowing screens everywhere, and it's just stupid. Like you're not impressed. Nobody's impressed with that picture, and I don't know, whatever. I think it's dumb. What, uh, what I, I don't I, get. I, sorry, I need to say that one of the best things, one of the most awesome moments that I ever had with my brother was at a concert because of crowd surfing. I didn't know he was there. And I was at this They Might Be Giants concert and uh, minimum wage. And um, so I was crowd surfing for the first time ever. And I was like, Woo, all right. And then they didn't let me down easily. They just unceremoniously passed me to the back where there was no one waiting to hold me. And then just <laughs> right down on the ground. And I looked up. I was in pain. And I was like, oh, God. I look up and my brother was there. I didn't even know he was at the concert. He was like, what are you doing? I was like, no way. Crowd surfing, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Um, now, one of, one of the other things I can never understand with people who go to concerts, though, uh, the other thing is people who leave before the encore. Yeah. And, like, and I'm like, why, why? You know, like, I've been to watch Depeche Mode twice, right? And the, those tickets were out of touch, Faith. But you're talking, like, 55 quid a ticket. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't be leaving before the encore, would you? When you paid fifty-five quid to see them, just I so don't get, I don't get the notion of an encore anyway. Like, yeah. I think it's stupid. Like, everybody knows they're coming back on. Every the, the lights don't even go up. You know what I mean? Like, who are they fooling? It's like they're never going to come back, guys. We're all going home. Oh, like, no one does it's, that. It's part of saying, well, they have to demand us to come back. Exactly, it's part of the, like, you know, giving them an Before Jam Master J died, it was so depressing because they kept stopping the music. And like, y'all need to get more hyped up. You know what? Y'all need to rock the house. You don't tell someone to get hyped up. You just get them hyped. 
Yeah, do you know? Do you know? Here's another thing that pisses me off, right? Eh, um, the old person complaining music. Po- and, uh, and and this this relates back to Depeche Mode, right? I went to see Depeche Mode, right? And and because they had a new album out, they insisted on playing about six or seven tracks off the new album, of course, that's right? What I do. But no one gives a shit, right? All we wanted to hear was the old stuff, and you no could see the old No new crap, taking care of business now. Fuck that shit. Plays the stuff from the 80s, man. That's what we want to hear. Yeah. All that shit new stuff yeah. you've just released. We the don't last care, thing you want to hear is, is... The last thing you want to know is when Coolio goes on stage and says, I'm going to show you some of my new stuff. It's like, no, <laughs> Gangster's Paradise and get the fuck out of here. No one cares. Exactly. Yeah, but to be fair, they're artists. They wanna you don't wanna be only one known for one thing. And you know what? If they play a new song, you might like it, and you might be like, you know what? I'm gonna get that album. No. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's this? Look, Fumu's put. Fumu's put. I buy tickets to events and don't even go. What's all that about? I've done that. <laughs> That's just mental. I have never done that. Because in one case, I was I bought the ticket. I was like, yeah, this is gonna be an awesome show. And then I was just so exhausted. I was like, you know what? I, I would be forcing myself to go just for the sake of going. And I was exhausted, and I didn't want to deal with it. So I, I saw it as, you know what, I'm supporting the band, I'm supporting the venue. But I don't, I, you know, I need to support myself with a nap right now. Another, another thing that annoys me, at like sort of bands <laughs> where they're not really... They're not... <laughs> the fucking music, oh, so Right, what's the... No, the, the other thing that annoys me... A bit is with with the bands and stuff. Is if it's not like a heavy rock or, or something like, or like you know, they and it's you know, a lot of these bands are quite. Everything has got leaves on trees and stuff and things. And I'm not saying that's bad, but like they still have mosh pits. I was like, really, you got a mosh pit at a fucking Bombay bicycle concert? Like this isn't a mosh. It's like mosh pit into fucking the, the Teletubbies. It's stupid. Like I don't get it. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. Do you, do you know what? I can imagine Chinny going to a concert and going, "Excuse me, can you turn it down a bit? It's a bit loud. Just, just, just I a just touch. Turn out. it down." All I do, all I do, is just point out like why people filming on their phone for like three hours. Like why? No, I'm, I'm that with you. On on and I've and the sound's always I'm terrible, serious. isn't it? I was, I was watching this person's battery life on the, on her phone because I was seriously worried about she was going to run out of battery and not enjoy it. Oh, no. And then I was thinking, I hope she does run out of battery because then she can put the fucking phone away. And then what happened if something happened to her and she needed to call someone in an emergency, she'd be screwed. There you go. Got to think of those things. Anyway, health and safety, man. Um, anyway, he did. there was more to his email, believe it or not. Oh, right. Email. He said, <laughs> I know, yeah. For me, I'm most looking forward to seeing Jimmy Carr in Feb. Uh, every time I try to get tickets, he's been sold out for the past five visits. He's in my local venue. Anyway, keep up the, the great next, work on the podcast. The stand-up comedian, I want to see is Lee Mack. I, I, I missed him last time, so I want to see Lee Mack. I've not seen a stand-up comic for ages. Anyway, he says, anyway, keep up the great work. I will love live comedy. I, I think it's great. I saw, the last one was Stephen Merchant. I saw him last. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, I will get to the end of this email. It says, anyway, keep We're up the great work on the podcast. Oh, my God. And have a happy new year from your friendly neighborhood, Wookie Nick Nitrous. So there you go. Yay. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, Jason Gallagher. This, one, this one's a bit deep. He says, question, what have been some of the greatest moments of your life? Uh, it doesn't Jesus have to be great. Just some of the treasures. Greatest moment of your life. Never mind the last year. So, Ginny, just on. One. Marrying the Duchess for you, is that it, Duke? 
Um, <laughs> Shitty, great. Uh, I, I ordered a pizza last week. That was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. You meant to say meat and Tara. Yeah, say something about Tara, dude. Yeah, yeah come on, the, dude. The, 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 the night that I met Tara, she always says this, and I swear I didn't do it, but she thinks I, I like, blanked her. All right. She always tells this story about how did you mean? And she goes, but he blanked me. He blanked me. We was on the dance Sorry. floor and I went up to him and he turned around. And I was like, I never did that. That's bollocks. But she, she seems to have like got this image in her head where People I turned around. If I, if I did. Like, the I'd... first time I ever met the Duchess, she was reading Moby Dick. And she's always like, no, I wasn't. Rah, rah, rah. Yeah. Well, um, this is the thing. Now tell you when. Wait, it was. criminal investigation. At a criminal investigation, eyewitnesses are the least accountable. Reliable. The thing that they, reliable. Yeah, you know, they don't rely on eyewitnesses. They rely on hard evidence. So people's recollection of what, what happened in the past, that isn't your brain going into an old file. That's your brain remembering, trying to remember something like a new thing. Like it, it, You can change and twist it every time. So... Uh, yeah, I don't believe her when, when she says I blanked her, but whatever, that's what she's got in her hair, so that's what that's what the story is. But I met so her. So you did he? I, I met her at a club, and I, I she was wearing a red dress, and I was like, she's nice. And it's short to me. Red. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Then I did the usual thing that a nerd does. Because she, bl- I blanked her. Cheek I did to cheek. I did the usual thing that a nerd does when you meet a pretty lady. I Piss myself, punch her in the face, and run away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you go up to go? E, you're pretty. <laughs> That's something you would do. Another uh, one of my other favourite moments in my life is my sixth birthday. I always loved my sixth birthday because we had a bouncy castle and um, jelly and ice cream, and I had a good time. I had a birthday Aww. party one time at a pizza place, and I ate too much pizza and I threw up. Nice. You see, that's how you do it, right there, right there. Um, I was, I mean, I remember my first date was with Kate was was quite amusing. Um, we did we did the usual, very sort of typical. Went to the pictures, went to the movies. What movie? Uh, we watched the hand that rocks the cradle. Oh my god, that movie! So- I know. That's what we went well, for the first date. The first movie that me a tour ever watched was Kill Bill Part Two. Oh my so, god. You know, huh? I don't know. There you go. There you go. Uh, but well, what was funny? What was funny though? Before we went, we went to the to the pub for a couple of beers. You know, just to chat a bit. You know, first date stuff and all that. Uh, and I remember my first line to her was just truly terrible. Uh oh. It was just a truly terrible line, and I remember oh, saying to her, meet, "Where did you meet Kay?" Uh, we met at work, so I saw we sort of knew each other before we went out together. Obviously, we you know we've been sort of chatting at work and stuff. And, and, I, and my chat up line at work was, "I went she worked in the bar of the place I was a chef in, right?" And I went up to her in the bar and I went, and we've been chatting for quite a while, you know, on and off and flirting and messing around and, and joking and messing stuff. around. What uh, does that mean, messing around? Well, just sort of joking ah, and. Ah, ah. You know, banter, banter. And I, and I went up to her in the bar and I went, uh, so, are we going to go out or what? <laughs> that was my chat-up line. Uh, so we're going to go out or what? Stu, ever since you said, are we going to go out or what? I knew you were the yeah. one. <laughs> I know, I know. And she sort of went, uh, okay, yeah. damn. <laughs> I'd be like, hell no, that's your best shot. Get it. 
<laughs> so that that's kind of what happened. And uh, anyway, the, the, that that wasn't the worst line I used though. The worst it ever since. I know the worst line I used when we were when we were having a drink for the first time in the in the pub on our first date. I said to her, "So." Uh, tell me all about yourself and don't leave out any of your juicy bits. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How does she ever go on another date with you? He's a keeper. No one thought. Just twice. Look, I'd, I'd read somewhere that women wanted you to ask them about themselves, so that's yeah, what I did. Not, don't leave out any juicy bits. <laughs> no, well, you know, you want to know so, stuff. Yeah. You? When, you, when it says ask questions about them, it's not like, yeah. well, so what do your farts smell like? Stop. You know what I mean? It's like this other oh, question. You? Oh, God, that was funny. That seems a long time ago now. Well, yeah, probably was. Jesus Christ almighty. Uh, And and I've been married for 20 years. So there you go. (laughs) So there you go. Um, But what was also quite funny, on the way home from the first date, uh, she used to have a a Vauxhall Nova, a white one. Nice. I know, I know. It was nice. It was nice. And in the side pocket, there was... uh, Insanity, you know, take me doon, 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 into insanity. There was that in the tape, like a tape, and I was like, oh, I was like, oh, this is quite a cool, this is quite a cool tune. It's quite a cool tune. And I said to her, I said, uh, I said, well, is this yours? And she went, oh no, my ex boyfriend gave it out. So I was like, all right, and then just threw it out the car window. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That's pretty. Cool. <laughs> That's what you gotta do. That's what you gotta do. Oh, well, yeah. She's probably mad though. No, she wasn't bothered. She just thought it was funny. Uh, it was, you know. But that's risky though, because if she actually liked the it song, it was risky. It was risky at the time. And then at the end of that, and then Millie never gets bored. I know. I know how weird is that. How weird is that? Uh, which is also one of the greatest moments of my life, I guess. Millie being born you want and uh, out of the car. Yeah, no, that wasn't one, but that was funny. Uh, but Millie's kind of, you know, well, you know, just a crazy a teenager, kid, you know. Kind of she is a crazy teenager now. She's your uh, best friend, isn't she? You know, she uh, you, you you could tell like you, you just good friends. Yeah, we we do get on. We do get on. Yeah. It's got to be said. It's got to be said. Well, one of uh, my greatest moments in my life, by the way, if, if this hadn't happened, I definitely wouldn't have had. It changed everything. Was the birth? What? Like without that, I would have had a really crappy life. Yeah, if you hadn't been born, you wouldn't be here, I guess. Mm. Well, maybe you'd be a frog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Who'd have known? Who knew what you might be? You know? So there you go. Wait, Princess Die joined Facebook? What the hell is you talking about, Step <laughs> No, I think that his wife's probably called Die, I'm oh, assuming. That makes more sense. Yeah. That does make more yeah. sense. Uh, Did she poke on Facebook? <laughs> That final email tonight, then we can get the hell out of here, is from Pinky. Hi, Pinky. And he, he says, uh, Business Bob would be proud. Business Bob would be proud. Uh, and on that note, I've just got to say, uh, yeah, Duke and Bob, yin and yang last week, I've got to say, yeah. yin and yang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, he says uh, Skylanders and Infinity IPs might just be the best cash cows introduced to the video game market ever. Uh, my oldest boy was inundated this Christmas with games and interfaces, plus a, plethora, a plethora. Good job, I'm not pissed tonight. Uh, plus a plethora oh. of characters. I know, yeah. From both of the games I mentioned above, the games are shiny, easy to play, and are cleverly designed, keeping a child hooked and wanting more. I must give the developers credit for such a good game and an attack plan designed perfectly to drain the cash from parents' pockets very quickly. Very brill, as you Brits would say. 
Uh, are there any games from days of old that you guys remember being crafted around the premise of milking consumers on such a level as Skylanders? Uh, belated Christmas, Hanukkah, and New Year wishes to all. Love, Pinky. Um, I'm, I'm a bit young for the arcade games, but like one one game that you know that always sticks to mind was like the um, the light gun shooters, you know, just and Mortal Kombat. Like Mortal Kombat, I was just designed to steal your money, basically. So you get to the top of the top of the list. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, every to, let's be honest here, every coin op arcade game was designed to milk money. Pretty much, you know, that's that's pretty much what it did. I mean, the the one that always always stands out for me was probably Dragon's Lair, uh, because they used to, because it was it looked so cool. You know, you were you were automatically drawn to it. You know, it was a terrible terrible game. Pretty much, yeah. uh, and, and every other game was like twenty p a go, and like Dragon's Lair was a quid. It was like a quid ago. It wasn't even cheap to play. See, I don't remember that being the case from the US, but... I'm... Oh, it was definitely that case in the UK. Yeah. You know, it was like the shiny game, so it was like, charge you a ton of cash to play it. Um, yeah, it was about a quid ago, and kids used to find quids, and there was always this one kid who could do it. You know what I mean? And everyone would used to watch him play, and then you'd have a try yourself, and you would just shit at it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I finished that for the first time when it came out on iOS. For the first time ever, and I, and I wasn't that impressed when I finally got to the end either. It's not a great game, I imagine. It's not. It was all right. It was all right, but it wasn't great. It's, it's just cool to look at. I think as a kid, you used to look at it and think, wow, it's like a real cartoon and everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, that, and I think that's what I remember. But yeah, I mean, all, all of those arcade. I mean, just, just, you know, when we were playing whatever it was at that arcade club, it took us, what was it, 75 restarts to finish it. Yeah, you know that just goes to show you how much money that game would have made to get to the end. Oh well, yeah. So there you go. But yeah, it is, it is kind of cool. But that, those are the only ones that spring to mind. I mean, from a, you see, the, the sort of monetization of games didn't really come into play until sort of the internet was introduced, I guess, to gaming, which was only really from the Xbox and, and 360, and it really didn't really get going until the 360, really, and they started to monetize games. I guess you could say Nintendo have been doing it for donkey's years with Mario. Well, what do you mean by you monetize know? games? Well, he said he said sort of, you know, the games from old that you guys remember being crafted around the premise of milking consumers. Well, like you said, coin-op games are the main things there. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I said. And then until sort of more recent times, games haven't been designed that way. Well, and yeah, and it's it, it's only been since you could transfer money over the internet. Yeah, that that that's really become a big thing. Yep. So there you go, um, and that's it for email. So let's do some shout outs and get the hell out of uh, here. I believe we have something else we got to do first. It's the way to leave an no, no, us. 38 seconds. Which is funny because I Hello? sent it to you. Stu, Duke, and Chinny. This is Seth McNitt responding to Stu's call out. Thank you so much. Uh, You're I knew my call outs over on Bossway would get me in trouble eventually. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you guys. You too. Uh, if I weren't going to my last Christmas celebration of the year right now, I would be tuning in live. I hope the show is going very well. No, it didn't go and well. And hope you guys are doing well. No. Uh, I was just going to ask you a question. What was your favorite gaming memory from 2014 we already talked about that i would be interested to hear it and merry christmas to you guys and have a wonderful wonderful evening you Thanks. just heard us talk for like two hours about that how could you ask yeah god were you not even listening what is going on 
Well, the point Jesus. is, Seth anticipated what we were going to talk about in the show. So he's he did. Psycho. He was clever. I mean, psychic. One of those. He's <laughs> definitely one of those. You've got a there, 50-50 chance. There is a certain scene in South Park what involves your character's mother and father, which I will never, ever forget. Ah, uh, yes. Well, there's another scene which you didn't see, which I will never forget. Hmm. <laughs> and there are so bunch of I haven't seen yet that I will never forget when I play them. Ah, uh, there you go. Um, and I think... I really do think that's kind of it, so we need to it's do some shout-outs and get the hell hey! out of here. So, by the way, the Colbert Report's done. Yeah? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Uh, do um, Pil- you go to you? So, Piltry has just come into the chat and gone, get out of here. I just got here. What did I miss? We started All of the at show. 7. The whole show. <laughs> we started at 7 this week. And for the next five weeks, we should add, we're going to be started at 7 on a Sunday, British time, so if you want to listen to us live, be there at 7. You're going to be early. Ah, uh-huh, now you have to wait till Thursday. That serves you right for not sight- reading our minds. Or you could, you could click on the past broadcasts and just listen that way if you want. Yeah, you could if you really want to. Shh, don't tell them that. Want. We want them to build up anticipation. I would exactly. shout out Wimpod for being awesome and meeting me up on the New Beginnings Minecraft server. I've actually been playing on the Reddit PvE server lately, so if people want to find me there, they can join that. Woohoo! <laughs> I will shout out Chinny for giving me Never Alone on the Steam. I haven't played it yet, but I will. Thank you, sir. I right. will shout Let out... Let me know what it's like in G17. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I will shout out Evil yeah. Shredder for gifting me Minimum on Steam. I have played that. I will talk about it next week. I will shout out Stu for gifting me Dead Effect on Steam. I have played that. I will talk about it next week. Stu what also gave me Dead Effect. It's a shooter on a spaceship yeah. with zombies. Um, Stu also gifted me Eidolon, but I have not played that, so I will not be talking about it next week unless I play it before next week. You'll have to tune in next week and find out. I will shout out Step J and Stu Leck for helping me to promote the Sincast. There was a new episode out this week, so thank you everyone who listened to that. That's been my favorite memory of 2015 so far, is uh, releasing the Sincast three days ago. And I will shout out you guys, Stu and Chinny, because I love doing this podcast every week. So thank you for working on it and making things awesome. And um, I will shout out my dog, Tito, because he's a cute doggy with a big old head. Ah, there you go. And I think it's always kind of cool as well when you're not on it for a week and you can actually just listen to it. Yes. I always think that's cool. And I can listen to the annoying message I recorded I know, I know, it's cool, it's cool. Uh, which, which incidentally is part of my shout out. So I'd like to shout out you, Duke, yeah. um, for for leaving us two. Well, not leaving a like leaving a message yourself and acquiring a message from Bob. Oh yeah, I know, had to replace my window. A... I know, I know, I know. I heard. It's terrible. It's terrible. Um, which was deep. It was a deep message. I, I've got to say, it was deep. Yes. Uh, but totally disagree with everything you said. That's fine. That's okay. And. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. and uh, yeah, I'd like to shout out again, as always, all of the listeners and, you know, Jamal with a big head and, you know, just general people who, you know, are friendly and listen to the show and come along every week when we record live and say hello and people who download and listen to the show and people from all the other podcasts that we listen to and all the other communities and Midlife Gamer and everyone else who does this sort of thing you know, for everybody else. Yeah. That's kind of it. So there you go. And all the developers that made great games this year that actually worked. 
So there you yeah. go. Uh, Chinny, over to you. Uh, I've got no shout-outs, so I don't know. What do you want? Uh, I'll shout-out people in the chat, uh, the, 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 the Verbal Robs, the Piltreeds, the Step Jays, the Stuleckies, the Fletches, the Tuscans, Fumu was in here, um, Mike Oldcars was in here very briefly, uh, there's that, you know, all those people. Thanks very much for... Uh, Nick Noshus is in here, but he's keeping quiet. Ian W, Balo. Um, yeah, so thanks for all those people tuning in. And, you know, we're getting a bit of a following on the Twitch now. So I haven't twitched. Thank you. I haven't twitched as often as I would like over the, the holiday period. Um, but I will sort of continue to stream. Um, sometimes you've got to be in the mood for it. That's that's what yeah. I'm I haven't. I haven't. I haven't streamed at all. I haven't. Done sometimes, any. sometimes I just don't want to play a game and talk constantly. But sometimes, that's all I want to do. So, you know, it's it's one of these things that it's it's. Uh, someone described it as a performance. I think it was you, Duke. And it, you know, it's a performance, and it's just like, it's a bit exhausting sometimes. And uh, yeah, and sometimes I'll just pick a game and go. I will not play this game without Twitch, which is GTA Grand Theft Auto San. San Andreas. So San Andreas. Every time I play San Andreas, I, I'm online. You know, that's my my Twitch game. Um, I mean, I was just gonna say, um, the Forest will be a great one to Twitch. So, but I need someone to play with in co-op. So if you've got the Forest and you want to play some co-op with me, uh, we'll Twitch stream it. So let me know. You and I, you and I, Stu, need to do Broforce on the Twitch. We do, and we do because I bought you Broforce. So yes, we need to yeah, do so that. So we'll do that. We'll do that. It's all about just matching matching times. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, if Stu's free one of the nights, we'll we'll get on that. So that'll be good. Yeah, there you go. And that's about cool. it, I guess. Thanks for so listening, we need everybody. To, need to get the hell out of here. Bye, all. Okay. Killing zombies is great, but the Veteran Gamers podcast is even better. Bam. Oh, uh, there you go. Stu, you will be pleased to know that over the uh, holiday period, I have discovered the Hunger Games. Uh, it's good. It's uh, good. It's all right. It's all right. Uh, it's not, we had it's a, not amazing, but it's all right. No, no. We had a cinema night uh, with the twins. <laughs> they actually wanted to watch the Hunger Games, so I was like, "All right." And we had Keisha there as well, and we watched the Hunger Games, and I was very impressed with it. I, you know, I wasn't expecting much to be honest. I thought it was going to be a bit crap, but they really wanted to watch it. I really liked it. I thought, "Ah, oh, this is pretty good." Um, but yeah, I, all, all that stuck in my mind was Duke's. Why are they doing this in the first place? It took it took seventy four years of this for someone to go. Well, this is <laughs> fucked up. Yeah, it's a bit shit. Well, to be fair, there were but, before, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's just it's just like if you can get over that. Yeah, it's like when Homer Simpson got kicked out of some movie. Love is nice, I guess. After he had the crayon pulled out of his brain, the dude kicks him out and he goes, "Point out your plot holes elsewhere." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. It just, I mean, I'd like to be there on the meeting when they had 
the, the you know the first year the idea of the Hunger Games like why don't we sacrifice a kid every year and right. why did everybody just go yeah we're not going to invite this guy in this meeting again <laughs> I, it, it was weird because it, the reason was oh there's peace everybody's at peace so yeah. we're gonna fuck shit up and give some bloodlust to people it just makes no sense but everything else I thought was pretty good you know like the whole uh, it was really tense when 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 uh, uh, Jennifer Lawrence goes up into the thing and Lenny yeah. Kravitz says, America, one man, I send her up. And, you know, yeah. they're all like, they're all job. in that blooper. Yeah, you know, he's weird that Lenny Kravitz is in that film. I find that very strange. He's but, good in here, though. Yeah. He's good. They're all yeah. good. So, so I, mean, we, I was um, going to say, you know, Donald Sutherland makes an excellent buddy. Oh, yeah, he does. He always has. Yeah, he does. You, you really want to, I mean, I've got to say, when when Mockingjay Part Two comes out, you you you're waiting to see him get his come you know his comeuppance and get sort of whatever's coming to him. You know that's yeah. that's and kind of the I, crux. I, I, I've also watched the second one, the Catching Fire one, the day after. Yeah, that's uh, good. That. that was quite good. Uh, and yeah, yeah, Battle Royale. Uh, I do need to watch Battle Royale. That's on it's Netflix excellent. as well. Stu told me to, yeah. to, to watch. Brilliant. The Hunger Games that I thought would be in it is like this sense of like trust, you know, because everybody's got to kill each other, right? And, yep. And this sort of like, but there's there's a bit of it, you know, like oh, do you trust them? And just there's a bit of that, but like it it wasn't as psychological as I thought it would be. It's just like oh, you know, they're dead now, whatever, which is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think Jay Lan, um, Jennifer Lawrence. Is, is pretty damn good in it. I've never really seen her in anything. Um, I, or, the only thing I've, I know Jennifer Lawrence for is she she had those pictures of her naked, exposed, and Reddit absolutely loves her. Um, but she's pretty good. She's she's a good little and she's actress. and she's going out with going out with Chris Martin after his un, his conscious uncoupling. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know any about that. Okay, so the, the that that thing that I watched the second one and Philip Seymour Hoffman's in it, which just oh, makes yeah. it instantly better. Yep. Yeah. He's he's yeah. fantastic, and uh, but is he in Mockingjay as well? Well, I was just going to say, as awful as this is, luckily for them, he'd filmed all his scenes before he did himself that's, in. That's what I was thinking because Mockingjay split up to two parts. Yeah, and I'm guessing he he, he was still alive when Mockingjay was filmed, yeah. so they probably filmed it all at the same time. So it's they did. You know, it's 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 a shame because he's a fine actor. But uh, yeah, he is a fine actor. He brought yeah. he brought something else to the film. Yeah, Woody Harrelson's good in it and stuff, and he, I like him as like a, an old so what do they call him? Like a tribute or whatever. Washed and, out, washed yeah, out yeah, tribute. A washed out tribute. And, but I think Philip Seymour Hoffman is he's he just stepped up the whole film like another level. I, I loved it when he was in. So very good. Yeah, Mockingjay Part One's a bit sort of it's it's kind of a setup for Part Two, and I think that it's kind of not a lot happens, and I think that's the problem. I don't that. totally agree with that. I, I I think I mean it's it's clear that they split it into two movies when they didn't need to. There is film. Yeah, I agree. But on the other hand, we finally have the insurrection starting, so that's why I loved it. It's all right. Well, I mean, there's not again, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not as action packed as the first two films. That's okay. I haven't see I haven't I haven't seen Mockingjay Part One yet, so. Um, but I, I just, I, I, I did think it a bit weird and a bit cheap, you know, in in um, Catching Fire, yeah. when they went, yeah, for the every twenty five years we just <laughs> yes, get all the old. Uh, yes, you know, I was like, books you loved, where people were killing each other. We're going to do that again. Yeah, they, they, I mean, I could see what the problem was. They needed to get those people fighting. They, you need to see Jaylan 
fighting again. You know what I mean? You need to see a yeah, fighting doing really a bow cheap. and arrow stuff. It's really cheap. It, 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 it should have just really cut cheap. to they the never mentioned any of that. There should have been the Hunger Games, and then the Insurrection should have been the second book. The end. You don't need three also, books. Also, also, right. It's, it's why... Because this happens every 25 years, right? Apparently, like, where they get all the old tributes and fight them again. Why were them. they all so shocked? <laughs> why was they all like, oh, oh, is that this shit? I'm not ready. Like, I, like, everybody should have expected it. it. Now, you see, I'm... I, now, guess what happens next year? <laughs> No, you see, my impression was that he just made that up just so he could get her back into into the arena. And again, so if he did that, why didn't people go, no, that's bullshit. What are you talking about? That doesn't happen. No, I, that, my impression was that he went, right, uh, we need to, to kill her. So the only way we're going to do it is if we get her back in, in the arena. So let's make something up to do that. Yeah, well, so, because it's 25 years, I, let's get you in there. Verbal Rob just said, did you guys love Twilight as well? Listen, Verbal Rob, I thought <laughs> Hunger Games was going to be like a Twilight film. I thought sparkle, it was gonna be... sparkle, baby. <laughs> I thought it was going to be, here we go, like a teenage flick. Because I've watched the it's first Twilight good. and it was just awful. And it is, you know, it's aimed at like, but it's a good one. You know, it's, it's not bad. Yeah, like, you, it, could, you could say, I have the same argument for Harry Potter. Harry Potter's aimed at kids, but, like, you know, it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it was better than I thought it was. All right, Rob, so hey. get off. I'm with um, you there. <laughs> yeah. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? I what are you gonna do? I watched another film. You know, you know, Zombieland. Oh yeah. All right. With Woody Harrelson and Harrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eisenberg. Now, I, I said to Tara, I was like, Zombieland is so good. Like, you've got to watch it. I don't mind watching it again. She's like, all right, let's watch it. And I put it on, and I was like. This isn't Zombieland, right? It was Adventureland, right? <laughs> Which has got Jesse Eisenberg. I love Adventureland. But you can see how I got that mixed up because they were at an adventure park yes. in Zombieland, yeah. and I was just like, and it's got Jesse Eisenberg in it, and, and I was like, just like, this, this is why you thought of it when he said Twilight. This is weird. It like, was... why? Why? Did... And also, Christian Stewart is terrible. I. She always I hate is. her. She just she's only famous because she, she can't act. Hair. No, she can't. She flips her hair in every scene and just looks confused. And she can't. There's one scene in Adventureland where she goes, I, 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 I genuinely think she just forgot a line. Like she wasn't like <laughs> acting. Yeah, well, idiot. Yep, she is an idiot. Right. On that note, we do need to get the hell out of here because I've got to go. I'll say one more thing. Jesse Eisenberg and Christian Stewart in, on the same frame is just the most awkward thing you could ever watch. Yeah. Like, Jesse Eisenberg is an awkward actor. And I, I get that's his, like, stick, right? But you know uh, what? I think you put that in that movie. Like, when they got together... Sorry, spoilers. When they got together at the end, like, it was so satisfying. That's such a good ending. Yeah, I suppose. I, I, I didn't really write the movie that much, but like, I like him in, in Zombieland, and I like him in Social Network and stuff. So I, I get it. He's all right. His um, weird friend with the glasses, that sh- they should make a movie just about him. He was my favorite part he, of that. He's brilliant. And the guy that always puts you in the balls, like, fantastic. Really funny. <laughs> you know, the bitch as well, you know, the, 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 the uh, Lucy P or whatever her name is, or Lisa P. Brilliant. Uh-huh. She was fantastic, like, yeah. really good. But there were some good elements about it, but yeah. I didn't really write Film. I didn't really like two main actors. I have. I've, we've got to go now, but I have got one recommendation for because well, Stu says we have to go. We have to go. Well, we do have to go because I've got to go to bed regardless. You have to. Go. Um, Maybe. Yeah, I have to stay up and talk about movies. Well, you can do. Oh, I got a great. But but I was going to say that I have got a recommendation for a really good coming of age movie. Oh yeah, what's uh, that? That the way way down or the way way back? Is it the way way back? I have no idea. Pork chop sandwiches. 
I think it might be the way, way back, but it is it is well worth a watch. It's very, very good. We saw Usual Suspects again this weekend. God! Oh, so it's a good movie. And there was um, featurette on that DVD as well. That that really is it. We've got to go. So bye to all the listeners and thank you for listening and all that kind of jive and we'll see you next yeah. week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.